This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Blackman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. It is episode number 220 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at, any guesses? 1600 bucks Slayer Place. Oh, you're absolutely right. We're in the beautiful Bucketorium. Lovely Sherrard, Illinois. It is lovely this time of year. Zip code undetermined. My name is Steve. In the studio today is Kurt. Hello. Eric. Howdy. Porn stash. What's up? Asada. <laughs> so, 220, that's a milestone. It yeah. is, especially if you kill a deer that big. No doubt. We're still we're still in deer killing inches distance. For, you know, once in a lifetime, deer killing inches distance here. And well, numbers. depends on what farm you go to. That's right. We're all about that high fence hunt here, working class bow hunter. Yeah, that's all we, we do. We work hard for our money, so we can make that hunting easy. Hey, dude, high fence hunting, high fence beer drinking. What's up? That's how we crush like four hundred beers, dude. We actually no don't alcohol. believe in any of that. There's like a first time listener who's already out when we said yeah, that. they're <laughs> like they're done. Oh. God damn it! Uh, tune into this. No, it's one working class assholes. Yeah, no shit. Two twenty is a milestone, man. We're twenty episodes into two hundred. Damn right. 
It's crazy. If you think about it, we're like 60 episodes Careful with the math. Uh, away from the 60 previous, so there you go. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. Right, right. Okay. That's, I don't know. All right. Does that make any sense? Well, yeah, it made perfect sense. We are 60 episodes further than we were 60 episodes ago. So there we are. Word. Okay. Huge milestone. There's no guest today, so it's just no. us in the studio. We haven't done one of these in a while. Um, these are a lot of fun for us. We always have fun on the podcast, but this is a lot of fun. We yeah, get to, but there's no chicks this time. so we get to, Yeah, we get Man. to talk about whatever we want pretty much and cover just all sorts of fun stuff. But first, Steve, hit the veteran shout out. Oh, while I'm bringing that up, Kurt, why don't you tell everybody where to go to get the vet shout go out? Go to workingclassbowhunter.com, the contact form, and there's a veteran shout out tab there, and there's a form. Fill it out. It goes directly to Steve. So enter the information. Help us with uh, spelling of names or pronunciation of names. And uh, if it doesn't get out, we have a list that we go through, but uh, it's Steve's responsibility. I don't see those emails. It goes straight to Steve. So if there's a problem, Steve didn't do his motherfucking job, mm. Mm. which he doesn't do really hardly anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, what do you, I mean, if you guys expect me Steve's to do my job. Steve's barely on this podcast. Yeah, so Hanging by a th- He's got red. one foot out the door already, yeah. maybe three. That's why we put him next to the door. We moved his ass. <laughs> God damn, dude, if I, if I get diabetes, man, I, I've got no feet out the door. Well, Steve's getting that ready for people that don't know. Steve used to sit on the in, Our table is shaped like an L. I'm on, like, the studio person, me, slash seven. host. It's down here at the end, and then it's a long run down the down the, the studio room, and Steve used to sit in the inside corner. Well, we have now moved Steve closer to the door, and Eric's in the inside corner, uh, mostly because Steve's thick and can't get around people when he has <laughs> thick. <to pee. laughs> thick how, how, how would you spell thick with a C at the end? F U C K. Fat. I thought I thought my fat. math was bad. Okay, your spelling's was, terrible. Well, I was gonna say fat <laughs> fuck, but it sounded too hard. <laughs> So I went. And said, I was going to spell fat, fat fuck, but I spelled fuck first. Well, how would you spell fat with a PH? No. Oh, okay. All right. Just fat farm. That's that's, fat farm. You, that's what you remind me of, bro. You're that lame. Fat farm, yeah. a white guy in 2018 still rocking fat farm. <laughs> yeah, that's you. you. Dude, if fat farm started making camo, Get the veteran shout out, man. What the fuck? I have it right here. Well, do you want to know who the vet, vet shout out is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I'm I got dying. To, all right, dude. This dude's the fucking man. Yeah. Oh, God. It's the man. Uh, it's the fucking man. Tony Smith. Is the oh, shout the out fucking man. Yeah, Tony is Smith the man. is the fucking... Why is Tony Smith the man? Well, let me get into it. Uh, his branch was the Army. Uh, your good friend, Jennifer... <laughs> hey, if you're going to tell us a Jennifer name, Lopez. Ma- Mamaza. <laughs> Jennifer Mamaza Lopez. Um, she <laughs> broke up with P. Diddy to be with you and Drake. Uh, Tony Smith, who I might add is the fucking man. He's uh, Army. Fucking man. Let's uh, check this out. She said... Tony spent 10 years in the Army before we met. We have a large blended family of two, uh, two of his, one of mine, two of ours. Holy shit, that guy is the fucking man. <laughs> Get it done. Oh, did she? Oh, oh, oh. There you go. If you did the math right, that's five kids total. I did not do the math right. I counted six. <laughs> I think I did, oh, too. Oh, oh. Uh, we have a full house, to say the least. Our days run mostly on semi-organized chaos and caffeine. He's a wonderful father, and I believe a huge part of that is owed to the release uh, that the outdoors and hunting hunting offers him. He listens to you guys all the time and even bought himself an elite bow upon your recommendation. In fact, we were listening to your Facebook Live the other afternoon while shooting our bows and having a good laugh at everyone's Tony, you're the fucking man comments. (laughs) So thank you so much for all you guys do. You rock. And uh, that man, that's the shit. 
That is cool. That's because hey, Tony's that's the, the fucking shit. man. Thanks, Tony, for your service. Tony is the you fucking are man. Awesome. Hey, get a beer out. We're gonna crack a beer for Tony, right, the fucking man. Tony's the fucking man. You're the man. All right, hold on. Here, I got you. All right, Tony, I'm cracking my water for you, homie. He, Eric's gotta go to work in like a half hour. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, Tony, for your support and uh, being a veteran. We appreciate right, the hell Can out you of hear you. It? Yeah, here we go. This is for Tony. <sighs> mother's oh, milk, beautiful. boys. Mother's milk. Cracking cold one. Man, that's a uh, that's a shit, dude. Anyway. Uh, you got five kids, and Wolf. you know, still listen to have time to listen to us and and shoot, dude. That's uh, mine, hers, and ours. It's a lot of kids. Mine, hers, and ours. That's the shit, man. Uh, Tony, thank you for your service to this country. Thank yep. you for listening, Jennifer. Thank you for sending that in, and uh, being someone that uh, Tony wants to spend the rest of his life with. So, man, that's right. Thanks, Tony. She, um, must, be, she must be the fucking woman. She is. The- <laughs> Jennifer, right. she is. Jennifer Maz, uh, Maserati is the fucking woman. <laughs> okay, uh, thanks for submitting that veteran shout out, guys. Go to the website, submit one. Mm. We will get to it. Um, Can I get something else that was cool that happened? Yeah. All right. Uh, we got this. Um, we got tagged in this a little while ago, and I wanted to wanted to share it. I, I thought it was uh, super cool. It's a super cool story. Um, I want to dive into that when we get into the meat of the podcast. Oh, you want to? Okay. We'll, yeah. we'll shelf that. I got that. something I want to talk about quick. Okay. And then we'll come back to that. I was just in a good mood. I no, wanted no. to give you a feel good. Well, we'll bounce back into the episode. So something real quick. Um, you know, always got to thank our sponsors. And somebody new that we're working with is Sniper Hunting Products. I can go to sniperhuntingproducts.com. Um, and we'll give you a code WCBH10. And we give you a discount. If you go there, trail cameras, they have ground blinds, uh, trail cam accessories, all sorts of goodies. And me and Eric have been using their cell cams and their regular cams. And Steve's got a regular uh, mm-hmm. cam, not a cell cam. Kick ass. Dude, their online app or their cell camera app is amazing. shit. It's badass. Easy peasy. You can control your whole camera right from your phone. If you want to switch it from video to picture to 12 well, megapixels, And you can add your buddies to the app to yep. see mm-hmm. what got, you're seeing. I got Doug on mine right now. And yep. So I'm snooping on his property. There's something cool right now <laughs> we want to talk about. The LRS <laughs> 4G LTE pre-order. So this is a camera that's not even out yet, but it's like the first of its kind. So this is a cell cam from Sniper. Um Pre-order July first ship date. Uh, so this link will be in the description, and, and with the discount applies to this. All pre-orders receive a free twelve volt external power cable. Get your hands on the best cellular trail cam on the market. The LRS four G light LTE blackout long range surveillance does not alarm the game of its presence. Um, I'm reading this on a, some bush lights. Bear with me. <laughs> um, it sends pictures and videos, Wolf. and videos. Damn. To any network phone utilizing our free Sniper Hunting Products apps can receive pictures instantly when the camera is triggered. And it is badass. I can say that from experience. I would not steer you wrong. Uh, the LRS is connected by AT&T. comes with a SIM card, so you can conveniently activate it. Um, and their service is affordable. It's uh, I've used other cell cams. It's cheaper. Um, I did the $25, and it's for three months service. See, I did, uh, I think, $75 one. What was it, a year for like 25,000 pictures or some shit? Yeah, that's insane. That's you, cheap. You won't use that. No. Um, that's a lot of pictures. It doesn't include the solar panel or the mount shown, but th- those are sold separately. But you can also use our discount, WCBH10, to get a discount on that. Uh, image sensor, sensor, 5 megapixels, color, CMOS. I don't know what that is. Um, day, night mode. Um, 
SD card, obviously put your 32 gig in there. So you got all the, all the space you need. Um, oh, that's huge right there. Picture format JPEG. Get the fuck out of here. I'm uh, saying, dude, like <laughs> yeah. picture size, you can do now five you megapixel, dis- eight megapixel or 12 megapixel. That's up to your choice. Um, everything's JPEG now, bro, bro. You don't have to get, like, the stupid, hey, check out this deer I got on cam. It's like I can see your reflection of you taking the picture. So you can do uh, video link 5 to 59 seconds, and you can program from the app how long you want that. Um, You can program uh, just all the settings from the app on that camera, and you can manage your cameras through that app. Um, Time lapse it has. Um, They're good on on batteries. Yeah, can you tell battery battery life uh, just from the app? I'll be honest, yeah. I haven't had to look. Yeah. You can't? Okay. Yep. It'll um, tell you right on the app what your battery's at. Yeah, definitely awesome. This is a pre-order. This camera is badass. Um, I have the other cell cam that I'm loving. This is like the next bad bitch of the cell cam um, industry. So check this out. The The and link is in the episode the description. price point. That's Yeah, I mean, what are they? Is it on here? Go back up. Right there to the right. Three eighty nine ninety nine. We can get you ten percent off. And then this comes. Keep in mind, this comes with that panel. No, it doesn't. No, with that's the, oh, panel. oh no, no. It Receive comes with a that free twelve volt external power cable. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's nice. But hell, any accessories are discount applies to that. And plus the mount, the the tree mount where you, you thread in the mount and then you can thread your camera onto yep. that mount. Mm-hmm. That helps good for cell cameras. Badass. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like man, I really want this camera because I want to know what's going on. That makes every tree work for you. Dude, anyway, you can tell that thing ain't That's my around, best dude. advertisement slot while reading what features it has on <laughs> Bush Light. So check that out. Yeah, go look. You know it's serious business, but I think it's got two antennas coming. So you know oh, yeah. you're, it's going to try and pick up signal no, and get that shit to you. Their cameras are awesome. I have serious two business. other brands I've talked about before. If you listen to the podcast, you know what I use. And uh, having a photo so blurry of a big buck and you have to zoom and try and clean it up and decide what it is. I didn't think it mattered. The megapixels. I'm like, oh, deer is a deer. Yeah. No, you fucking need it. You yeah. need a good clear. Yeah, I have it. And dude, I have mine set up over a. It's a regrowth of a CRP field, and I have it set way off of the field. I got photos of like, well, I don't know if they're bucks or does because the antler growth right now is not very large, but a doe out in the middle of the field and it's picking it up. It's insane. It, it the distance on it's crazy. Which my other cameras, I'm getting pictures of asses and I had to set them up at a hard angle on a trail, you know, not the good asses. No, not Instagram. No, no not, not, it's not for the gram. Damn. <laughs> okay. Anyway, check that out. Cyberhuntingproducts.com. It'd be hilarious to start an Instagram page. Doe asses. <laughs> Photoshop some bikinis on. <laughs> okay. We're going to do a real quick round table. And we're going to talk, say something good about each sponsor that we have. And then we're going to keep going. Till we, till we get through this. It's going to be tough. We've never done this before. Eric, tell me something good about a product. You want me we to go use. first? Yes. HHA. Tell me what what do you like? What's your favorite product from HHA? Uh, probably my site, the uh, optimizer, optimizer the king. Hum- okay, kingpin. Yep. You got the dovetail, don't you? Yep, dovetail. Things fucking bulletproof, man. Lifetime warranty. I've dropped it, banged it off, shit. Dropped it. Used it for over and practice. over. Oh yeah. The it flex still 22s. stays. Nice, nice. <laughs> Doug. I'm gonna go with Scent Crusher. Mm, yeah, yummy. What? Which one? Which which? I'm gonna which go product? with the uh, the bag. Nice and portable, fits in your truck. Put it in the bag. You put it in the bag. You know, get that stink off you. Get put, you that big buck. All right, all right. Was that what? The, 
That might have been my throat. I'm drinking Bush Light. Dude, your stomach is like, Steve, stop pouring this shit on me. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Elite, and my favorite product that Elite puts out is Respect the Game. How about your boy? Damn, deep. I like that. You went deep with it. Oh, shout out to old Paul Biggs. He killed the turkey uh, this week. I think Monday or Tuesday. I'm gonna go with Mana Coolers right now. Because they're few on my podcast this tonight. <laughs> Dude, this is glug glug. You know what I'm saying? Back. Chug, 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 chug. Chris, like, I go to the gas station, get some fuel, and he walks out with a 30 pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, of coolers. They drove your, uh, drove your new little toy up to the gas station, didn't you, bud? Oh, yeah. But just bought a Polaris Ranger. I love that unit. I'm also. It's an absolute unit. It is. Uh, Rattler Grips, custom grips for your bows. Check them out. If you want a working class bow hunter, custom grip, message Rob. Uh, Rattler Grips on his Facebook and tell him you want it. And Handsome then Rob. Ethics Archery, custom. I, I want It is kind of custom. Inserts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say they're custom. It's precision you inserts. Know, and before you before you buy them, because I, I want to add this uh, real quick. I talked to Haas on the phone for like an yeah, hour Yeah, you're a fucking a idiot too, by the way. He's about to call your ass out. Um, you, we got to talk about that too, Steve by the way. Steve shoots 166 <laughs> spine on his arrows. Yeah, that makes sense. Damn, those things are stiff. Dude, Bro, yeah, I, well, stiff, well, because he's like, he's like, well, no, he's like, what's the stiff. spine on there? Shooting yeah. those tree trunks, huh? No, Damn, I'm shooting dude. the little micro like shatter and impact are so stiff. A little micro diameters, yeah. So I, I call him, and he's like, hey, what what arrows are you shooting? I'm shooting 166 spine. So oh, I, I told him the 10 Nugent gold tips. Let me see. see. No, I'm, right. at, um, no, I'm shooting the victory. I can't hear you over my blended Bloody Mary. Oh my god! We need to put a blender in here. Just just rev it up when Steve says something stupid. Throw some cilantro in there. Anyway, uh, yeah, if you're going to get anything from uh, Ethics, uh, make sure before you get the product, give Haas a call. and just yeah, You go can over literally call him on the phone personally, and he, yeah. will, he will full-blown give you like a doctor's prescription of what you need for your Dude, arrow. he was throwing me out numbers, and he's like, yeah, you know, you should be, uh, your FOC should be right around 18%. He's like, you know, go to this website here. They're saying, you know, it should be 315 plus. He's like, what you want to do is, you know, put your draw. And he's Dude, like, he knows so much about arrows. It's and I'm like, I'm like, Crazy. I'm like, what are you doing? Sitting hey, at home you know with his calculator? So big, we have our shoots coming up June 9th, yeah. um, which we still have some openings available. It's a private event. Message us if interested. It's, it's, it's going to go real quick. Like two days will be full up. Like, so anyway, Haas is going to show up. He's bringing some ethics products with him. Yeah. And uh, he's got some giveaways. Oh, he does. So if you're already signed up and registered, be bring your A game, which mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, I got to buckle down too, man. I got to buckle down and get yeah. shit. So I think we all I'm do. scared. Bring your A game. Hot, you're going to have to, sh- to do a shoot off with Haas. That's going to get you some giveaways, yeah. some freebies, or some discounts. But he's going to show the performance of these ethics inserts. He's going to throw some arrows straight into some steel. Like, live in front of people. So there ain't no bullshit. Yeah. So, and we'll talk about it freely. If it breaks, I'll we'll call them out. But I, I've watched them do it. I've watched them shoot logs. <laughs> All sorts of shit. So, yeah, uh, it'll, it'll be a good time. It's uh, it, it's it's worth checking out, you know, when you, when you see them, you know, ask them some questions. Because, you know, he was saying he's like, you know, a lot of dealers just kind of throw out some cookie-cutter arrows for you just to get you out the door and yeah. sell you product. He's like, but... Well, the insert's such an overlooked area, dude, of an really arrow. Is. What do you think, like, 
It's FOC. That's what everyone talks about. That's uh-huh. a big argument. Like mm-hmm. un- fucking archery. Talk. And there's a, there's a big thing. And you know what caught me up too was when he's like, "Why'd you buy your arrows?" I was like, "Well, you know." When I looked at the chart, and he goes, "Bullshit." He's like, "What you didn't do was when you looked at that chart, you did not take into consideration all the components and like the field points that go along with it." He's like, "That's just the arrow." I was like. Damn. He he makes the guy that is interested in aero components and, and I, I feel like I have the uh, just slightly I don't I wouldn't say I'm an expert on arrows and weights and FOC I don't claim to be but I say I know more than the dude that casually goes like I care a little more yeah right. Haas is a doctor when it comes to arrows he is he's like you know this is what you need like I'm going elk hunting Haas full blown gave me a prescription for what my arrow is going to mm-hmm. be so when we get our ethics inserts for the shoot that's my elk arrow. And I'm also going to shoot whitetails with it. it. Yeah, you know he's like, this is what you need. This he's, will be a hard hitting mofo. He said his arrows that he's got set up, and wait till you shoot him. He goes, I could be legal to hunt rhinos right now. <laughs> right. So, dude, you know I'm. Like, it, it, it just one of those things. It's I mean, four thousand know, grains. It's like it's like an overlooked thing. So you know, if I'm shooting a four hundred spine, he's like, dude, you need to be shooting like a three hundred spine. And he's like, look at the numbers. A one sixty six spine. I heard, bro. Huh? He called me. He did. Well, I talked to he him. He said, hey, just let you know, Steve's an idiot. Kick him off the podcast. I'm like, yeah, Steve's out. You're in, bro. Yeah, that's, a, what, he, that's <laughs> what he told you. This is your last episode. I'm surprising you on on record. Oh, damn it. All right. Big Hoss is going to be sitting in. You're going to have to catch him when he's passing through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, because I, I talked to him. He's like, well, you know, who set your arrows up? And I was like, well, I just kind of bought him out of the package. And he's like, hey, look, you know, you need to kind of special order these. So he showed me a couple of arrows that I'm going to... Hey, there's a discount on Ethics Archery since we're talking about it. Yes. I think it's just WCB. There's a discount if you beat Haas at the shoot, too. Yeah. WCB, then you get uh, 10% off. But, yeah, he was like, he's like, are you shooting those good? I'm like, they're shooting pretty good. I'm like, I haven't had much issue. And your problem is like, that goddamn satellite dish on the front of your bow. No. God, get rid of that, get rid fucking, of that thing. fucking thing. Calm down, it boys. It feels like dog shit. We're cussing up a storm. All right, we all are. Right. Kurt, you are I'm full sorry, of bush light and hate. No, I'm just being honest with you, man. you got to hear it from somebody. Still. Bush light uh, and hate. One thing I want to yeah. do a big shout-out. If you're in the Indiana area, which is a big mm. area, or even Illinois, check out the McDaniels Bow Shop, Shooter's Archery in Linton, Indiana. I think Linton. 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 Um, it's the, it's the stuff that, that you have to clean out of your uh, dryer, Indiana. Linton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they've got a dude. They've got an awesome, uh, awesome shop. We we were gonna try and uh, make it down there one of these days. We'll get there. But yeah, good for the McDaniel's. They're having a killer turkey season, and I don't know how they are doing that and running that shop. But they're busy, man. Hustling, busy, getting it done. All right. What do you want to talk about, Steve? Earlier, what I want to. Oh yeah. So speaking of um, other like bow shops, uh. I saw this thing pop up, and I thought you would enjoy this too, just because of the work that uh, that your wife used to do. Um, here, let me let me get this pulled up. It was a cool story because someone tagged us in it, right? Yeah, they did actually. Uh, where did I have it here? I literally just exit. Okay, so um, this came from Grass Hollow Training Center. They're out in uh, in Pennsylvania, if I believe. Uh, I got the Archery Training Center. Yeah. Uh, let's see and. Yeah, Grass Hollow. I, and I can't pull up. I don't have uh, internet right now access. But um, here's the story. They, they put this post out there. They said, if I have internet, the podcast is going to be crackling, guys, inside baseball. Said, this young man has been coming to uh, Grass Hill Training Center to shoot archery for three weeks. 
His name's Alex, and he's autistic. You may have uh, seen posts with him uh, in them before. He's an archer. He's Ooh, hold on. He's an archer and has said he hopes to go to the Olympics someday. He doesn't practice with the rest of the team because he gets nervous and starts acting out when other kids are around. Although we're working uh, on that with slow integration and shooting around uh, others. Mm-hmm. He said uh, Alex is picked on and bullied at school. So coming to uh, coming from a mental health background myself, not me, but uh, they're saying this in there. We're using archery to help Alex cope with his frustrations and dealing with the bullying. Archery is teaching Alex how to step back for a moment and recognize what control he has over every situation he comes across. Just like the uh, the experienced archer can control every aspect of the shot uh, to hit behind the pin. We have coached plenty of talented young competitors, state champions, and kids, kids destined for archery success. But uh, this one by far has been one of the biggest victories we have come across at Grass Hollow. So there's a picture of the kid, man. He looks super happy. These... These people cool. there are taking their time out of their day, you know, making sure that, hey, you know, here's all the other kids shooting. We're going to focus on Alex because the kid gets bullied and, you know, he's God, that makes he's that me out so bad, man. But, hey, you know what, dude? The kid's living well, life. He's, he's yeah. happy and uh, everyone's taking a little bit of time out of their day to make sure he's happy. So, yeah, everyone at Grass Hollow Training Center, dude, that's the shit. Keep that yeah, up. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, that's so good, man. That. Like, Hats off to them. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. I love seeing that type of stuff. Archery is such a therapeutic type of like sport, man. Yeah, it's a stress like a, reliever, man. It's a zen. Mm-hmm. You can. It's like a meditation. It's a. Uh, I don't know. Like you have a. That's why I was trying to say. Uh, what was it Allison's podcast or Danielle's podcast? I was trying to say. You guys are tr- starting to make fun of me, and then you realize what you're talking about. Like it's a romantic type of deeper connection yeah, you really have is. with a bow and arrow than you do with like a rifle. We oh, just yeah. wanted to talk a big game because there was a chick in the room, but yeah, now there's no chicks in the just room. Bro, we totally man. feel you. There's nothing better, you know. You have a <laughs> shitty day, you go shoot your bow, and you feel a fucking thousand times better. Yeah, after right. that. it's like a weird mind release, but it can also like, it can also frustrate you to hell. Yeah, but unless, unless you start shooting bad, then but that's what that's where it teaches you. That's where the yeah. learning aspect of it is. You know, you learn a lot. Like it humbles you hard. Like mm-hmm. you go in arrogant sometimes. Ooh, boy. Yeah, because, I mean, you think about it, like, what is going on? Unless there's some super equipment malfunction, like, you know, you're shooting the wrong arrows. That's one thing, but, you, you have know. a dish on the front of your bow. You're getting signals from every other. You're getting signals <laughs> from Mars. From other bows. That yeah, dude from Blink-182 is trying to contact yeah. you about some conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that, hey, that, thing's, that thing's shooting as flat as the Earth is right now, boy. All right, one other thing we got to address too quick. We're kind of going all over the place. It's a random. It's, right. st- it's a studio time podcast. Yeah. yeah what else? What else are you guys doing? Yeah, you guys here, are driving here's to work. Inter- here's something interesting that happened uh, this week. Uh, so I got wind of this. This is uh, a <laughs> okay. I'll just, I got wind of this a couple weeks ago, um, and then a few nights ago, I get a message from a listener. I'm not going to say names. I'll say super general oh, here. Good. I got some messages from. A listener and then a couple of listeners after that uh, about somebody that basically looked like it appeared that they were they took our logo and, and oh. made it in their own way. <laughs> right. And th- this is something we need to address. It didn't go public, but it, we have a private group called Working Class Bow Hunters. And if you're interested in that, just send us a message. I'll try and invite you to that. It's a private group um, just for internal discussion. So between you, me, and a tree, this listener posted 
and you know, I love this listener. I, I love all our listeners. So I, but what it is, what it is. I appreciate the family. You only like him because he might be from Sherrard. So allegedly, by coincidence, just it's a long story <laughs> for another time. It is. So, um, he put out on on a video of this podcast or show. It looks like a podcast. Used our pretty much our logo. Um, strikingly similar, uh, like similar. Like it was. Oh fuck! Like you know, yeah, dude. It was like if we, much if, we if we if we were on like NBC and we switched to Fox, but we still had some rights. Like yeah, that logo change, simple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So uh, this listener, uh, thank you for your support. Put a post in our group, and then people were like, "Dude, savages!" In there, I was like, "Damn!" I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, play around." The, the WC family is on it. They didn't mess around. Or they're just like, no. "Fuck that, rip off!" Like, and, and so basically, the guy ended up contacting me like, "Hey, man, I didn't realize this. We had our graphics art guy made this, and I didn't know it was like the same, strikingly familiar." Like, he just said, "We're changing it." Oh yeah, he cha- it, it was super nice. The message yeah. from the listener about it. Was at ten o'clock at night, and I got a message at eleven thirty from the guy, and he's like, "We're changing it tomorrow." Boom, done. Super. I'll play. Take care and of. You know what the thing is? Uh, the guy who's doing that, I'm a huge fan of. What we probably he will does. end up podcasting with him in the future. We should because I, I, I've been a huge fan. And when I found out, it's you know, funny like, now. yeah, we start like looking at. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch! Never meet your hero. I never met him, but yeah, uh, very cool. Just how he's like. We thought we had the, the you know, the best logo ever, but turns out you guys are doing it. And like yeah. like true gentlemen, they were like, "Hey, we're changing they were this." Straight up yep. with us about it. Straight up, didn't super care. Cool. Oh, it was like, yeah, didn't hey. beat around the bush at all. Just straight. Yeah, super yeah, well, cool. that's awesome. It. And I'm a huge fan. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of what they do. So I, I got I got a work. I got a tip about it. I don't know. Maybe a, I don't know what. It maybe was it a month ago. Probably it could have been a month ago. I don't know exactly. But I was uh, we were lawyered up, ready to rock. <laughs> we did. But we didn't have to be. Everything was cool. No, everything was super cool, and uh, you know we're thankful for that that situation, dude. That, yeah, that's the hunting industry, man. Good people. It, it was handled like men. And, it's you tough know, out here, though. If we can, if we can help that. Cause, you know, next thing like, you know, you got a podcast doing another studio time, ha- trying to get another Steve on their podcast. Yeah, no, well, you already got Haas. See, this is uh, this Steve's going to sell out and go to another one. <laughs> yeah, you get you in the last two seconds on another podcast. Oh yeah, right, dude. We're going to go to John Dudley's. Could you imagine? I'm shooting that? 166 spine. Yeah. <laughs> John Dudley be like, "Bitch, throw his whiskey out of this fucking Yeti tumbler right in your face hole." <laughs> I would open my mouth he, and catch most of it. So he'd high hand, he'd high hand backhand your head, and you, your head would just go plink right off his uh, his uh, fucking what's his grill? Oh, the trigger, trigger. trigger. <laughs> Dude, did you see what they came out with? Though it's a, it's a pretty cool thing that uh, it's like that little knock on thing where you can hold your arrow glue. You see I that? See that. Mm, no. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, I did just see that. No, is that not know. nifty as shit? I don't know. That was kind of dumb. Let's still see some turkey catch up, man. <laughs> we're kind of we're freestyling. We have no guests. I feel like we're just kind of we got the we got the studio to ourselves. Yeah, you're here. just ripping on me, dude. What kind of shit is this? Hey, you, want, we, you want to go? Look in the comments. See how many people say, hey, "Just I want a full episode <laughs> of ripping Steve's ass." <laughs> we should do and that. That, That'd be hey, that, that might be uh, that might be something that we can make we've that discussed. happen. Three hour long episode. Maybe we should box on video. And scare Big Mike off? No. Like a pre-fight, you know, you got to warm up. Big Mike off. <laughs> yeah. A pre-lavage. Dude, I'm like, I'm like CM Punk, dude. Only got two fights. Just saying, dude. Did nobody get that reference? You got it, Kurt. Yeah, I get it, bro. All right, let's talk turkeys. 
Now we're done. Let's talk turkey. Let's go to Doug. Are we talking dick? I didn't even, hey, who, who's I, the fan that likes casino? That's a casino reference. Let's talk know. turkey. I didn't do any Illinois turkey hunting. I'm a failure. Oh, you I didn't did. go last Sunday? No, dude. I, oh, dude, that King Cobra got you, which, by the way, nah, King, a, it's a, it might have, but it's a long story. Congrats to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Logan uh, and Garrett Partlow. Super happy for you guys to get married. Uh, dude, we went to their <laughs> wedding and the reception. Oh, yeah. they, we got to tell this story. We got to put oh, it I was about to have to cut you off because you never just get to the story. I'm going to get to the story. We get to the beautiful ceremony. It's an awesome time. And Garrett had told me right before, he goes, hey, go to that reception because I put some goodies in the in the horse troughs for you. I'm like, okay. I was thinking he was talking bush lights. Well, Eric shows up and he goes, Steve, you need to go digging in there right now. I go, why? He goes, apparently there's five King Cobra 40s in that trough right now that we need to find. Trough or trough? Anyway, big, big ass ones too. Dude, we full s- a beer. Eric goes fish it and grabs one. He's like, Steve, you were drink this. No, me and Eric both went in, rolled our <laughs> shirts up. Oh, I didn't know you went in the first time. Oh, no. Me and Eric went yeah. up there, went fishing. Like, huh? I'm, I'm we going balls fit. deep in this thing to find it. You know, we have nice shirts on for working class bow hunters. So we roll them up past our elbow. I reach in. I'm like digging in. We could see the bottom of one. We go to the other one, yep. and there's a bunch of ice in there. We're like it's the guy thick. with the hand tattoos is reaching for the bottom of the cooler. Wonder what's happening. That's right. So we get in. I'm like, they, they got to be in this one because there's so much ice in here. You can tell. Like, and by the way, it's fucking freezing oh, in there. Oh, <laughs> cold, dude. I reach in. We're digging around. I'm like trying to feel for a gl- big glass bottle and all these cans and ice. Eric looks like he actually like had a technique. But to me, it looked like Eric reached in, grabbed it, and pulled it right out. I'm like, how the hell did I you? I don't know. I just, dude, that, I was like past my elbow in that thing, just sweeping it. And, and then that's it just how, like dude, landed how, in my hand. I'm like, oh, here it is. That's how I reached in and grabbed it, dude. I reached in, I just like scooped, and I was like, like dragging it. I ended up pulling one out. I'm like, oh, was that easy? It's a genius idea, Garrett. He, he thought, oh, man, that's so great. Dude. So anyway, we were the only dudes at this whole wedding that had King Cobra 40s. Everyone's like, what no. the fuck are you guys drinking? Yeah, well, no, because he put five in there, and one was found by the wedding party, and one was found by some rando. And so he's like, yeah, man, I, I can't believe that you guys would be the ones drinking this. I'm like, no. And then one dude came up, and he goes, yeah, Garrett said that the working class bow hunter guys would be the only ones drinking these King Cobras. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, that's Thanks, Garrett. <laughs> yeah, you put five of them. I mean, you know, you're inviting three stupid some bitches to come drink. You know, we're gonna yeah. get after. By the it. way, I felt like shit on Sunday oh, after drinking oh, that yeah, thing. Dude, it's bad. Grief. Oh, dude. I'm gonna. We're getting a sponsor from King Cobra. I'll take a sponsor of King Cobra over Bushlight any day. Holler at hit us boy. up. I had to eat Burger King, we're, dude. We're, I had to eat Burger King twice that next day just to get that taste out of my mouth. No one eats Burger King, bro. <laughs> twice. <laughs> twice. Taco Johnson. I eat fucking Burger King. <laughs> you went to Burger King twice. Huh? You went there two different times. Yeah, I I rolled through the drive thru I ate my meal, and I was on finished. your way on your way back. You went through it. Again. Yeah, no. As soon as I was finishing my Dude, meal, no wonder you I don't right back around. No wonder you don't help us out financially. Sorry, guys. I, I, fast food. I'm gonna bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring <laughs> us out of here right now. Doug, you wanna be our next business partner? I oh, have a tough Burger King addiction. Tough out okay, here. when they brought chicken fries back, that was the end of my uh, financial career. Doug had a uh, you had a flashback for my turkey. Yeah, it oh was. Uh, do it's we want to get into rough. detail about her? Or you just suck? I don't know. I thought I shot pretty good. I got on footage and everything. It looked good too. Yeah. So I bought those DSD decoys that TJ has, the mating pair. Yeah. How long did it take you to get them? It took me two days. Really? I thought. Okay. I, Thank I God for gift cards. Were, all I gotta say. Whoa. I thought they were they were backed up because they were so in demand. No, it took two days to get there. Nice. 
But I got my cousin a turkey off him super fast. And then I went out by myself last Friday. And then uh, I had three hens come out on the field waiting for Tom. Nothing came. Sat there a little bit longer. Then I heard some more gobbles. And then three toms come out in the field. Right when they saw I did a little string thing like he's humping the decoy. Oh, yeah. And, oh, God, they freaked out. They come running right in. Like, it took probably two minutes, maybe. A little string thing. On footage, yeah. And it comes right in perfect. All three of them come up, right on the decoy, pull back, 20 yards, put it right on them, shot. It looked like I just could have sworn I smoked him. It looked like you did in the video. But then he took off, and right when he started flying, I'm like, fuck. Like, when a turkey flies, it's not good. No. So I tried seeing yeah. where he went. He went to our neighbors. I called and got permission. He kind of helped me look around for a little bit. Three hours I looked for this fucking thing. Didn't find him. Go back to the house, get breakfast, look at the footage. I'm like, dude, he's got to be somewhere right on here. So I walked around a little more, and I saw him laying there about four hours later. I thought he was dead. So I sit there. I walk up on him, get from me to Eric, like three feet, and he puts his head up. I'm like, and I don't have an arrow knocked or anything. I'm like, oh. And he just does a little, but, but, and he took off, and I, could, I couldn't find him after that. Damn. I was so pissed. Dude, you have to. shot him. It's, yeah, like you said, next year I'm decaps. I'm hunting Dude, all decaps. I, that's all I'm going to use. I'm tired of using broadheads. The thing is, like, lesson learned, you get within, no matter if he I, is I, dead, I, I, exactly. you, you, get, you get jumping that's the all I distance on a turkey, you're hopping on his ass and grabbing him. <laughs> you got to, man. They're, you, you they're really the do. Toughest, they're tough bitch. son of a bitches. Dude, you, you need to get that thing that my like, dad... Like, we can post a video or something, but... You need to get this I swore yeah, I get, smoked him. Dude, you need to get that thing that my old man has now. Like, my dad just doesn't... He's got, like, one of them grabbers. You know, like the old people used to grab, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, just grab his head. <laughs> or one of those things they use for dogs. You know, it's <laughs> like the, the lasso yeah. on the end. <laughs> for, the, for the animal control. I could have used that. God damn. Throw it over and grab it. Yeah, oh, I think I might maybe hit a little farther back, but he was hurting enough not to... He didn't go that far, and then I just lost him. They get in those woods and... Do you find your arrow? Yeah, my air went through him. Really? Passed through him. It looked like a smoke show. Fucking turkeys. They're tough. Perf- man. It was perfect. Perfect day. God, they're tough, dude. It's it just bad. wasn't meant to be. What about mushrooms? I you got guys find any mushrooms now, though. I haven't even been Blast out, man. Off. I've been so fucking busy lately. I looked I at the shit for mushrooms either. I looked at the lease a little bit. Didn't find any, but uh, people are finding them pretty hard this week. So I've seen them this weekend. I'm gonna get out and try and get some. I'm pretty humid. You found any? Oh, you mm. don't go. You don't do any anything outdoors. Huh? I found some on uh, Craigslist, dude. Do you? Are you actually <laughs> gonna go mushroom hunting? Yeah. Do you no, just rely not. on us to doesn't. like find the mushrooms and build content, and you're just like, I'll just chill at home? And- no, I was gonna go. Well, but here's the problem, though. The two properties that I hunt, uh, there's always a problem. There's always. Another. Oh yeah. Hey, you want me to get kicked off both of my? Well, like the two properties that I'm on, it's like mushroom hunting's their thing. So, you know, but I will yeah. go to. I don't know. I'll, I'll find a place to go. <laughs> no, you won't. Your backyard? Are you any there? No, nothing. Those there. ditches in town, though, you'll be surprised, man. You can find a lot of mushrooms in those oh, areas. Yeah. You're going to find mushrooms and old Coke cans. Probably old uh, King I Cobra found bottles. mushrooms growing in mowed grass before. Oh, yeah. My cousin has a bunch really? growing right in the middle of his yard. Yeah. What? What the? Yeah. That would be easy. Like, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but when it comes to morels, I, I thought somebody said that. They've tried to recreate, like, try to grow them commercially. It just it doesn't happen. I heard they just don't taste good. I don't yeah, know how true that they've is. They've done it, but yeah, it's it's, yeah, or it's like it's not it's not the same. So what what I, man, I would love it's to talk fungus. to somebody. It's about not what like the, you can just like plant a seed in the ground and it grows. A fungi? 
Fungi, fungus, whatever. Are you a fungi? It's a fungus. Green Jack's old I don't, I don't know how it works. I don't know. They're they're fucking tasty. But I've had uh, Hen of the Woods. Yeah, that's what you were talking about. Uh, I measured a deer for a guy, and he, like, as a thank you, gave me two-gallon bags full of Hen of the Woods mushrooms. Ooh. Oh, man, they're good. So you, When you mentioned that, uh, I haven't cared about me. a morel mushrooms since I had Hen of the Woods. It's well, a then a lot of the chicken of the woods is coming out, too, like the yellow, bright yellow shit that grows on the side of trees. Chanter- oh, no, they have chanterelle, 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 chanterelles, something like that. It's oh. a yellow mushroom that really grows cool. on the ground that's really good. Chant- we- chanterelles, chanterelle, I don't know. I don't know my mushrooms. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not up on my mushroom, mushroom lingo. Yeah. Who figured out? I mean, I guess this question's been asked a bunch of times, but who figured out that just random shit growing in the woods was delicious? You eat them, uh, one makes you throw up, one makes you trip <laughs> your ass off, and one's good and nothing yeah. happens. Have your buddy try it first if he dies and don't eat yeah, it. Yeah, but it's like, dude, now it's like a known thing that like that tastes good and like that. How'd they figure out corn and beans? The same thing. Oh, you just know, man. You just know. You it think you just know? The things I don't get when I think about that yeah, type of stuff. It like, just does. I don't get, I don't get how like... How's a rainbow man? You know, obviously, if you ate uh, if you ate a mushroom and you got sick, you don't eat it again if you right. survive. But like in the day, you eat a habanero, you're like this. You're not supposed to eat those, dude. All right, you so know what I mean. All right, let me ask you this: I feel like, like oh god, I'm choking. I'm hot. I'm red. I'm, I'm I can't stop. My mouth hurts. Like yeah, you're not supposed to eat those. All right, so say some alien abduct you, which happens a lot to people, and they take you to some foreign planet. Oh shit. And they're like, "Hey, Eric's got to go to work. You have work, to, you have let's... to survive on this." He say, "You just know." Bye, Eric. Bye. Later, Eric. But they say you just know. And you go to this foreign planet, and then you see a bunch of critters running around. How are you going to figure out which one you're going to kill, and like what vegetation or whatever they got over there you're going to eat? You say you just know. We think. I don't know, man. I don't. I didn't listen to anything you just said. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said, what the hell is he talking about? But it was like, do you guys do a garden? I know Eric does a garden, so we're talking about it like right. This is the time. We're outdoor people. People. Hey, we got to do your garden. Yeah, my dad. I had a huge garden. Later, Eric. Have a good Later. night at work. Later, bye. There it is. Working class bow hunter. Peace out, big dog. I know Eric's a big gardener type guy. I'm not. I don't give up fuck about no. gardens i tore mine out but, but my dad and my wife they want to put in like a little garden to like just grow tomatoes and whatever but doug do you do any of the garden stuff are you into, uh, the, into that we usually just do like rebar my mom makes really good rebar pie see i have i have what, one what, of those are you saying rebar whatever it's called rhubarb 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 rebar. you have rebar oh, pie dude. i have <laughs> one big rhubarb plant out in the garden <laughs> it's my specialty uh that's all i have that's the only thing i left Dude, I don't do anything with it either. It's just a cool looking plant. Yeah. Last year, oh, you, you've never been to my parents' house, but they're they're just in the middle of a city, in, in the middle of Rock Island. Dude, my dad grew pumpkins. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, like, I, I did that my first year out here. Dude, I remember I like I looked out back and I go, I was like, dude, you got fucking pumpkins growing back there. He's that's like, awesome. yeah, I got them on the side of the. He's like, some of them didn't take. He dude, he literally just walked because we used to have I a tried pool to grow there. Watermelons too. Did you now? I grew my first year I moved in. I had, I had a huge garden, like all the garden bays. People that owned my house before me were deep into it. I had everything, dude. I grew Thai peppers; those turned out really, Ooh. really well. I ate one to see what it was like, just full blown bit into it. I I about died. <laughs> it's the hottest thing I've ever eaten. Um, 
pumpkins they didn't grow very well they grew but just didn't get like how i wanted i bought the big like ones oh, and yeah. watermelons uh the small like perfectly round ones <laughs> they just i don't know it was like it, it took forever to grow it was super delayed so by the time i picked them it was like it was i don't know october i always think is when you pick uh like halloweenish is when you pick pumpkin or uh, yeah. watermelon i mean i'm talking watermelon it was late, way late like into the fall. I thought they were bad. I grabbed one, cut one open, and ate it. I was like, oh, it's actually pretty good. I don't know anything <laughs> about gardening. Yeah, dude. I, you know what would be awesome? Um, and I'm sure there's people that out there that do it. I, I guess I'm saying it's awesome, but have your own garden with some, like, veggies and, you know, tomatoes, peppers, and shit like that. And, you know, you kill a deer and cook all that shit with it. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, it's the ultimate, man. That's the only way that you could actually be a vegan, like, if you only grow everything you eat yeah exactly like people hate on that shit like the only way you can talk shit to anybody about like uh commercial farming or like being if you're a vegan is if you kill your own meat and grow all your own food yeah. like you buy milk from a store yeah you're out yeah. you can't fucking bitch anybody you're done you're fucking done <laughs> you can't do this you can't do any of that like if you like, have your own eggs you got chickens and stuff all that all that type of thing and then, uh, you know, if you grow your own milk... He needs some milk! You need some milk. Grow your own milk. What are you, are you milking the almond udders? You can do that. I've, dude, I've been drinking almond milk recently, and God, I'm loving you it. you like that? I do. You know what? Not we, a fan. We've been kind of rambling about nothing, I feel like. What I want to do... I'm going to cut in. Like, there's some... We did a little post dude, we always ramble about nothing. We did. <laughs> Man, we did it bad this episode, though. This is all about no guests. We get to get to do our thing. Not much has been going on, though. Um, yeah, antler growth hasn't really I've been, been trying to kill turkeys. Shit and doing terrible. It's at a it, weird, apparently. it's a weird time of year for these deer hunting boys here at the tail end of turkey season. We're at a weird spot. We're going to talk about some shooting here though at the end. Um, Jake Corn Gable. Here's this is all Facebook stuff. Illinois supplemental feeding bill thoughts and how it might impact your tactics. Um, Heath Cornett second this. I would like more info on this. Amber Mark Hurley is the man for that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's all about it because he's got a. He says if the bill passes, hit me up. So, yeah. um, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about what the bill entails. I so this doesn't apply to Doug because he's from Iowa. Yeah, I didn't even look at it. So it's basically to try supplemental feeding in Illinois is illegal all the time. No, no mineral in the summer. People do it anyway, but it's illegal. Can't do it. Um, my opinion is so. The question is uh, thoughts and how it might impact your tactics. I don't think it makes a difference in Illinois because people do it anyway. Um, I've never hunted over mineral sites. My thoughts are: yeah, it'd be great for inventory for photos in the summer. Um, it might help the the pregnant does now with the vitamins and minerals they need with the milk and all that um and even help the fawns get everything they need for a healthy herd and growth my hunting tactics i don't think it makes a difference for me personally the way i hunt i'm not gonna i wouldn't set a stand over a mineral site just because i know it's there i'm gonna hunt natural terrain patterns yeah. like we always talk about mm -hmm. the typical you know time of year changes everything there to me not changing my tactics i don't think it makes a difference if it's legalized or not i would like to see it legalized <clears throat> um 
For trail camera use. For trail camera yeah, but use. How, but how long do you think them deer are going to stay around? Even if there is mineral there, I mean, how long do you think they're really going to stay around? Whereas, <sighs> I don't know. You know. As the pattern starts. When they change. need it. Yeah. I feel like they, like, just like, you know, like when you, you need salt or like something, you crave it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that thing. I think that's, I don't know if it's the same thing for deer. That's how I feel. You craving a bush light? Uh, yeah, I'm always usually. Because you need one. But the thing is, it's not one of those things where it's not really going to change for me how I'm hunting, like, super heavily. Uh, it's, I don't know. I hate to say it doesn't matter to me. I would like to see it, um, but it doesn't matter to me either way, really, because I haven't used it, and it's not going to make a difference to me. Let's say, like, in Iowa, we use, you just use it for trail camera photos. You can't hunt over it. But, but you guys can do, like... Uh, different like pellet feed and stuff like yeah. that too, and troughs or how or lay it out or however you want to do it too. I just put like come August maybe around then for pictures, like because the deer are usually just feeding around then. And but, you're taking inventory like buck pictures. Yeah, I'm just much. doing inventory, but I'll do like you do, you know, natural habitat hunting. Yeah, like you're not gonna necessarily set yeah. a stand on the like during the rut. Site. That's not gonna help you. Yeah, I don't feel like I w- it would change my how I'm gonna do things. No, I don't think it would. For it's some just, people, maybe. Yeah, it's yeah. That's just me personally. I I think it, you know I think it should be legal, but for I, I me it's, too. it's not changing the game for me. Yeah, I'm but, not the guy that's at the front with a sign saying legalized deer mineral. Yeah, what Illinois. do you what do you think about feeding though? Well, it doesn't matter to us in Illinois. I feel the same way about well, like feeding like oh, I'm gonna set a corn pile out. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if you get mineral well, in, then before, that's gonna be. I think it promotes nocturnal movement. But you know, not making a difference. No, me. but but you know that if mineral happens, feeding's next. You know what I mean? Same thing, dude. It's not changing the way I'm doing things. It's yeah. Not. I, think, I mean, if you're chasing a, a buck it, in the right, like corn, like a corn pile, ain't exactly the first. Here's thing the thing: it's, it's it's first two weeks of November. I'm not hunting over a corn pile in the middle of the woods. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. You know, I'm nah. hunting. I'm hunting where, like, you know, most recent information, if you will, MRI, like the yeah. like to throw out, like. uh if I know a buck's going to move through here and I know does are going here and I know there's, there could be a hot doe in there and a buck's going to come through, that's where I'm at. Yeah, dude, dude I've, I've, I'm, not, I, I'm not hunting over the fucking corn pile. You know, dude, I bet bucks see corn piles in the middle of woods. Not against it, but I'm not going to, it's not going to change the way I do things. I bet, I bet bucks see corn piles in the middle of woods first two weeks of November the same way that we see people send us friend requests with no mutual friends. It's like, eh, something's fishy. I ain't even taking it. Now you might be right on that in a weird, mm. weird way. Um, but, yeah, the mineral thing, you know, I'd like to see it legalized, whatever. Um, if not, that sucks. You know, it does. It's good for our industry. Like People are going to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, as far as, like, the the disease thing, I don't think it makes a difference. These deer live together. Yeah. If one deer in that property has chronic wasting and it really does train. I'm not a biologist either. Um, but if one deer has it on a property and another deer could get it from that deer, they're gonna fucking get it. Yeah, a especially if, they, if they're drinking. I out, like, would also you know, agree with that. that I don't. I, I could be on the same field doing all that. Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, but look at they live know, right next to each other. Yeah, you know? I don't know, I'd, I'd like to compare numbers for states that do you know baiting and uh, mineral sites with states that have yeah. CWD, and it's like okay, if if the rate is still the same with ones that don't and ones that do, then obviously it's not any different. Properties just, I've hunted in Illinois have gotten it bad, man, really bad. Mm. And we didn't, you know, honest, we didn't do mineral on those. You know, no mineral, no feeding, cornfields, mm. bean fields. 
alfalfa, normal farm stuff. You know, that's the that's what was there. Yeah, around my area, I haven't seen the CWD, but I mean, I imagine the same thing. Once it you know starts, it's going to spread. Yeah. It's like when you're a human sick. Yeah, everybody gets everybody cold. around you gets sick too. There maybe deer think it's like, oh yeah, they got the sickness. You get that once you're like, like chicken pox. Like, all right, we'll we'll herd the does around or the fawns around. <laughs> uh, Bruce Turner Clark, uh, Haas, big Haas. We kind of went into that already. Um, maybe you can quiz Steve on what he learned. <laughs> Ooh. Dude, seriously, big shout out to Big Haas. Uh, that dude knows his shit, and all he wants to do is help out anybody. So, I mean, if you if you're Stuck with arrow selection, like you don't know what you want to go with. Call that dude seriously. Yeah, he is awesome. Um, maybe one day after this, we'll give you out his phone number on the podcast. Ask him about guinea pigs too. Don't <laughs> say like I told you. <laughs> All right, what we're gonna do right now? We're gonna take a pee break. We'll be right back. We love you guys. Hey guys, we gotta take a break real quick. Talk about something. One time, Steve shit his pants on the way home from the Iowa Deer Classic, or a shart, if you will. You're really bringing that up? Yeah, as you're admitting to it. Yeah. Okay, we're on the same page. All I got to say is when you're on a road trip and someone's got shitty pants, check out scentcrusher.com, get yourself the ozone go, and there's no regrets possible except for bringing your shitty friend with you on that road trip. Check out scentcrusher.com. All right, guys, we're back. All right, back to the social media questions here. Um, we have Amber, Mark, Hurley. Um, he's the they have mi- a joint Facebook account. Yeah, that is weird, right? I was just like got used to it and read it as it was. Um. We'll He's the Mineral it. Man. That's kind of a cool name. The Mineral Man. The Mineral Man. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Superhero Damn, the Mineral almost. Man. You can have that. Uh, different. <laughs> Put that in your act. <laughs> yeah. Different tactics when practicing with your bow to prepare for deer season. Me, personally, I like to practice uh, rush shots, the one, two, three shot, and only shooting one arrow at a time. I like those. Um, Is this Amber or Mark saying it? Yes. They both agree. Um... So different tactics tactics with practicing with your bow to prepare for deer season. I, one, get dialed in, and then I'll do different angles and stuff like that. I, uh, yeah, rush shots. I'll try and, like, do certain things, like time in my head. But I try not to really do that so much. I try to just get more down the natural shot process because I don't want to do anything that's going to me. This is me personally. I'm not saying this is the right way to do it. I don't want to force myself into a target panic. And that's a deep, deep rabbit hole to get down and a hard one to get out of. You yeah. can't get out of it. Yeah. I am all about shot execution on different shot angles, distances. Um, but as far as, like, making myself, you know, I do need – I've said before, I do need to, like, probably lighten the poundage on my release. But um, I'm not doing too much rush shot type of thing. I might do a quick shot. Normally when I do those type of shots, I'm doing it in games with my friends when we all shoot mm-hmm. together. Um, I'm not, like, having myself mentally break down my shot at a timing level. And uh, to me, I'm scared of it. It'll personally fuck me up. Yeah, I uh, I like to stay away from the rush shot also. I don't – I don't know. If, if you feel like you have the rush shot, it's not going to be good anyways. This might sound weird. So, yeah, the, I can see where that rush shot practice can come in handy. Like, you know, of course, when a buck's coming out and you got to make the shot – but if you watch a, this sounds might sound dumb. I hope this like translate what I'm trying to get across. If you watch enough of the process, this is where like hunting videos are like a valuable thing. Like 
I used to do like karate and kickboxing and super heavily, and this is kind of like in a weird relation type thing. Just kind of hear me out here. I'm in. It's one of those things like when my karate instructor, when we do certain forms or karate forms or whatever, but you don't physically have to practice it, but visualize it on a regular. Like stop, take an hour out of your day, sit and think and visualize like the the shot, the situation, how you're going to feel during that. Like mental, you're mentally preparing. And when I'm in a tree stand or whatever, that's all I'm thinking about. When as soon I'm as up that there. big bug comes out, show me paint the fence. It, yeah. I don't know what that means, but you know, what? <clears throat> I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah. movie reference. <clears throat> but no, you know, but it, 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 take Mark Reif for example. There was Mark Reif story when he shot that that buck came that in. Big buck. It was second nature for him. Out of absolutely nowhere, but he practices shooting all the time, so it was something that just came naturally to him. And if you, if you listen to when he tells a story, he said this big buck came in. He goes. I saw it was a big buck. He said he drew back, knew where exactly deer was big, shot, hit it, and he goes, oh, my God, what just happened? You know, it was just, it was that second nature. But he knew to pull through a shot. He knew how to pinch that shot off, and it was a good shot. So it's, you know, I, yeah. I feel like if you just practice enough and get comfortable with your shooting, yeah, it'll just it'll happen. Yeah, know your shot, know your bow, know your equipment. I would and, say and be confident uh, in your shot. The angles, like you said, practicing angles is pretty big for me yeah. too. And then at the end of the day, I usually like to do if I have six arrows, I'll start at twenty, and then I'll go, you know, thirty back. I shoot an arrow at twenty. If I hit the hit where I want to, the circle, I move back with another arrow. And if I don't do it consecutively, like if I have six arrows, and I don't get six arrows consecutively in that circle. I restart. Mm. I like doing that a lot. Just make sure you're like 20, That's 30, fun. 40, 60, and then restart. If you don't make it in the circle, you got to restart back to 20. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, that's – I heard oh, – fuck. I can't remember where I saw this interview. Levi Morgan was talking about um, how his dad was his archery coach and how he did things, and his dad wouldn't let him go out with a dozen arrows and just sling arrows for no reason. Dad give him one arrow uh-huh. and say, shoot. Oh, you want to shoot at 50 yards? Okay. Guess what happens? You shoot one arrow, you're going to walk 50 yards – there and back. To okay, shoot yeah, that's that what I do. Arrow. I think he said like said, it. Yeah, two shot drills are. Uh, I remember Levi saying in a video, it's like you know if he pinches off like two shots, or one or two shots, and they're perfect. He's like, I just I throw it in for the day. There's no need to if you shoot perfect two shots. I hate to to bring this up, but our but. man Chris Brackett used to say that in a way too. Too much practice can almost hurt you if you're shooting good. And you shoot past the point. Like, me, I always end shooting, even though I'm like, man, I really want to shoot another 10 arrows. Mm -hmm. But I know that other 10 arrows are going to push me over of, like, Kurt, you Mm -hmm. shot past your comfortable shooting limit. You're fatigued. And I shoot past that. And I end shooting on a shitty group. My mental thought process and confidence is diminished because of that loose group that I had, whereas before I was like, you know, busting knocks. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, it's so like, it's, it's, it's like it's too much practice is too much. I agree. Is what that it is. It's overcorrecting. It's doing too much. Like if you have a it's job a mental interview, game, man, eat it, a lot. it really is. Dude, if you have a job interview, you shake the interviewer's hand. You don't give him a kiss on the forehead. Trust me. You don't get jobs that way. You know, from experience for the jobs I applied for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Never yeah, worked out for me. Cause if you go too much, I mean, you know, it, it's a little simple shit. Like, dude, you shoot, Five arrows and you hit five X's. What the hell do you need to practice that day? Well, Jeremiah Gadsby asked, what do you guys do for practice throughout the summer? So um, we have our annual shoot. Yeah, we st- we're we basically starting <laughs> off the summer, just in the summer with our shoot. It's a June 9th. Um, 
that is the spot where it's not this big 3D archery shoot. No, it's nothing professional, obviously. It's just this get together, shoot your boat, your arm falls off. Like, try different shots, play games, have fun, um, shoot, shoot long distance. Yeah, that's fun. Such a blast. You know, shoot. Yeah, I, would, I would say, yeah, play games and challenge yourself, really. That's like the funnest thing yeah. to do. Have fun with it, really. Shoot 70 yards, shoot 50 Why yards. Why not? You might find out that, like, you, you know, you start hitting targets at 100 yards and you're like, Oh man, maybe I could do this more often because you get a really nice feeling of, you know. They, do you remember like a couple years ago when we did our? Um, was it the first shoot or did we were hitting balloons and I ended up at a hundred yards? I popped two balloons. We were shooting silly string cans, everything. Yeah, <laughs> I would Dude, say, that, oh, uh, we got to do that again this year. That shit was fun. Three D shoots too. I always like a good three D shoot. So fun. Yeah, me and Steve had pretty fun last time. We went last Dude, time. Hey, we need to we, we need yeah. to hop on one. Yeah, Dude, Kurt, I didn't go, go to any last yeah. year because I was traveling all. Yeah, year you for were work. gone all weekend. Every Dude, me, yeah. me and me and Doug went down to Galesburg. Yeah, Galesburg. Did we hit every bar on the way home? And that shit was a was blast. A blast. Let's do that this year. Yeah, we're for sure doing that. Let's see, we <laughs> we gotta get our we gotta get those schedules knocked out for those. Oof. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we're going to one. Three D shoots up, are so right fun. Now. If you've never gone to a three D shoot, guys, you we need have to go to like to get... a couple different ones too. Morrison, yeah. Morrison, Illinois, has got a really good one. That shit is challenging. Let's do it. Um, let's see. Um. Kevin died. Do you guys have trail cams out right now? How often do you recommend checking them this early? And is there any kind of pattern movement you can learn from this at the time? Um, yeah, I do have a couple of trail cams out. It's early for me. Normally, I don't get mine out until like mid-July, yeah, maybe late June. Um, I have them out right now because I wanted to test these sniper cams, and I'm absolutely loving them. Um, I, I check them the same as I would any other time of year. Don't check them every day. Um, give it two, three weeks. That's my personal recommendation and experience it just seems pretty low pressure or check them within reason you know if you're if one's on the way into a stand and you're hunting on a certain wind yeah maybe pop in and check it or have a cell cam and just know what's on it yeah right now i don't have any trail cams out but during you know turkey season i'm out there i've actually seen a lot of deer for some reason which is kind of crazy but and tur- for wild turkey just County? like turkey in the morning I steve you got your sniper out. cam out no, you don't. No, I've, I I pulled all my cameras out and I'm getting ready to uh, put them out here. Probably end of this month. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw yeah. them out just I and because I, I said this to you and I'm like, dude, I I don't want those out there all year round, especially with that hot ass sun baking them. I want this shit to well, last because I ain't got money. In the timber. Well, a couple for the most part, I've got them on field edges. So yeah, tuck them in know. the timber then for mm-hmm. the time of year. I might, I might, but no, I, I will get them out uh, end of this month. I'm not worried about the heat on those cameras. It's the cold that worries me. You think so? Yeah, for sure. You don't think that sun? You don't think the sun does more damage to that would, plastic? No. I, I don't have mine cold. baked in the sun. I don't have mine laying flat out in the sun. They're on, they're on a tree, bro. Shade. I don't know. I think that throwing that I wonder, shade. Throwing that shade. I have I have one, and plus you don't ever face your camera into the sun anyway. You don't know. Do no. But at some point, yeah, I mean, normally have it on the opposite side of the tree. When some hot ass sun hits it, eh? I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I'm more worried about snow and cold hard on them. But even I then, think, I didn't have any cameras fail this year. Yeah, I think they're I meant either. to withstand the cold and heat. I mean, oh yeah, they they're, are. They're designed to uh, handle all that shit. Yeah, I'll have. Um, shit. Is that what you call weather? Is shit. The whole fleet. Weather. The whole fleet goes out. Oh, I would say. For me, well, August. What is it? Mid May. Start throwing all my cameras out. Oh, mine are going out before then. I'll have all mine out. Every one of them out. 
mid July, every one of them will be out. Mm. After July fourth, through the week after July fourth, I'll have all my cams out. That's not a bad starting point. Because you know, you're starting to see some serious velvet growth in there. August you're seeing a lot. September, you're peaking. And then here we go. It's time to go. I'm getting mine all out because I'm elk hunting in September. So yeah, I'm going to have all that shit way out before yeah, that. I'm that gonna, no, that's a good point. I don't got to worry about my trail cams. They're out already. They're doing their thing. I feel bad for admitting this out loud, but July 4th, I will not be in America. I wasn't in, I wasn't in America last year on July 4th. How was it up in Canada? I was in Mexico. Oh, same thing. It's not America. It, if it's not America, the opposite it's, of that. They actually. celebrated July 4th down there. Oh, yeah, that's right. You and Sam. We're on a resort. <laughs> you're Dude, I'm, a, I'm probably going to be in Canada, and I'm going to be the most American, loud, obnoxious person in Canada. Good luck, man. You won't be. Dude, you'll know that you're you're not. You just won't. It's but, different, bro. With your loonies and doonies. Bet. I'm telling you. Have you ever been outside the country? Uh, no, I was in yeah. Jamaica once, yeah. And Grand Cayman Islands. It doesn't count. Yeah, it does. Jamaica is outside the country. And you didn't act all wild and out like you're saying you are. It's different, man. You I don't think I will? No, dude, you won't. Bet. Well, Canada's a little different. Yeah, like <laughs> Go to Brazil and do that. Yeah, well, okay. We're, we're, I went we're to talking. Brazil, dude. Brazil was the first country I've ever been in outside of the U.S. Like first, My first plane ride was to Brazil, and I'm deep Brazil, Argentina, Brazil. It's like, it's like we're close to Argentina. You know, middle of nowhere. So a John Deere factory down there. So me and Cameron Tank went down there to work. We went together, which was cool. Tank, Cameron Tank? Yeah. And, dude, no, it's so obvious you're American. We're only guys with tattoos. Don't take long. Only guys with beards. <laughs> only guys wearing ball caps everywhere. Didn't have a tattoo shop down there? Oh, I'm sure they did somewhere, but uh, not like how we have tattoos. Dude, I should get a tattoo in Canada of the American flag. I wouldn't do People that. in Canada I, are so nice, though, dude. They're, you're yeah, gonna, they are. <laughs> we learned that recently yeah, too. People in Canada are so nice. <laughs> I like. Um, I, I don't know. I, I love it. It'd be, it'd be. It's gonna be cool. But there's uh, a couple of questions I'm yeah. skipping past to hit at the end. Um, Trevor Schmidt, our good buddy. If you have small land improvements to do, um, in parentheses, taking down tree stands, small dirt work projects. When is the best time of year to tackle this? In your opinion, without changing a buck's routine. Also, opinions on the mineral feeding bill in Illinois. Um, Small land improvements for me, they're very small because we're ballers on a budget. Um, taking down trees. I'm not cutting down trees. I'm not doing anything crazy like that. Uh, we're doing little food plots. Uh, to us, it's nothing out of the ordinary from what the deer are used to, so I don't have to worry about that. If, if I go in and, I, like, uh, let's just say, like, taking down trees, like trimming lanes or hanging stands in the summer maybe, like, I guess you could say that's getting in there, affecting them. You know, we, we me and my dad are, are pretty after it. We within two days we got the stands up on our property we want to get and we're out, you know, and we're doing that well before like we're gonna put our plots in. We're spraying this weekend and putting our plots in the next couple weekends, and then after that we're hanging stands and then we're out of there. And it'll be checking trail cams every three weeks and we're we're done. Besides checking from a distance on food plots and deer movement, it's uh, you know, very low impact. Hey, you ever you ever think about this maybe as like a distraction because you know even to just to help a little bit, you never know what one or two days could do. Next time like. You know, you go out, bring a chainsaw with you, and run that some bitch the whole time. Bring enough gas, just run it, and let it sit there so that noise, that chainsaw noise, you know, if they're used to it. So when you're hanging your stands, there's that. Ah, I'm not gonna. Nah, I don't like that idea. So. That's dumb. I've <laughs> seen I see Bill Wingy do it like while deer are in the field just for a period till it gets out, like to where it sounds natural. But yeah. to carry it through the timber where the deer are right in their wheelhouse, yeah. I don't know, man. I see your point. 
Or no, you got that Polaris. You can just leave me. that thing running. Yeah, leave it idle. Nah, yeah. No, nah, man. It's I'm going to do it early enough. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I would say for hanging stands, like, I mean, you're good up till. I mean, we've hung, I've hung stands and, you know, cut limbs and everything and then shot a deer the next day. Yeah. I mean, it, for sits or the for time. For summer, you'd be fine. Yeah, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I, it's really not even on my radar of concern. I don't know. It's no, nah, I'm not. I'm not concerned about it. Not gonna do that. Nah, fuck no. Because you ain't got a chainsaw that don't work. That's true. Nobody does. Um, yeah, catch that. <laughs> ain't got a chainsaw. Uh, well, don't work. Ah, never mind. Also, I'd also I, like I, to I, know I, what you guys think about what should be done about non-resident license prices. Um, dude, Illinois is the one of the highest. And yeah, but you can still, draw a tag every year. Yeah, but you can flock here. You, you, uh, people say like, man, in Iowa you can go, or Indiana, Indiana you don't need points. But Iowa you got to apply for a couple of years. You know that's money built up when you get it. I, I mean, yeah, of course it should be higher. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, what I mean, just because you live in Florida and there ain't no fucking deer down there, I don't mean you got to hate on me. Yeah, Walter, <laughs> calm <laughs> it's not, down. It's not my fault you like, live in Florida. Yeah, you know, like yeah, you know it sucks there, dude. You have a beer down there, a red one. Yeah, that's where Dexter was filmed, dude. Just that go place fishing is a shithole. Yeah, just go fishing. Fuck dude. out of here. I mean, dude, like you know, and, and I get it. You know, you pay, no, Walt's a good friend of ours. We're, yeah. we're giving him. Going to Florida boys down there. Yeah, you pay you pay taxes on your house. And someone else is going to be able to come in. And like I, I, I've had, I've had some. I'm not one to tell you that you aren't able to spend money to get things you want. But like I'm always, I'm always a little upset about you know when when people own property that me as a taxpayer can't really afford or like you know when when guys are like when you always hear oh the Chicago lawyers are buying this up and they never hunt it or like companies buy shit so if, like if you got like a big ass factory all that area around it they end up buying up and shit and it's just shit like that kind of irks me because it's like dude i pay property tax and i taxation in any form is theft by the way but i pay so much of it that nice. i can't afford to buy this land that to do shit that i enjoy and you know i'm gonna contradict myself but they you know cash rules everything around me Cream, get the money, dollar dollar bill. I'm, I'm not saying just, licenses it, should be just, that much more for out of state, but I mean it should be more. It obviously it, 100 percent should yeah, be more. It could be. I don't like, expect to go insane to, though. Right, I don't expect to go to Colorado and spend hundred dollars to hunt an elk. Yeah, exactly. You know, I expect oh, to go shit. there and spend a thousand dollars on a tag in an over the counter unit, which isn't going to be as good as the the units where people put in time and money exactly. to in the patience to build up. You know, four or five years of points to draw that trophy unit tag. You know, it's it's it should be more. I don't disagree with that at all, and that's money towards conservation and mm -hmm. what we love. Um, it's it's a it's a thing to me that I don't think about as an expense. Like I have my tag coming up in Colorado. I don't know. I think the tag's like eight hundred bucks. Like it's in there. I don't know. I might yeah. be a hundred bucks off. It's in there somewhere. That's it shows you how I am about it. Not worried about it. It's fine. I'm fine yeah, with paying when that. Yeah, we went to Kansas. It's perfectly fine yeah yeah we Whatever paid 160 bucks yeah. to kill a turkey yeah because you, you know it's crazy for me and Which, that's a, i feel like that's a good price but by the I way shout out to price. uh aaron ad oh shit i think it's aaron adkins his father um where they're down in drew an uh, elk tag yeah cow elk firearm in tennessee and the coolest shit that they did was because it's so limited that it's like 700 uh tags were drawn uh, out of like fifty six thousand yeah, applicants, 
you know, his old man got there. Like, how cool would that shit be? I mean, that's that's obviously the first couple of years going to go down in the history books. But yeah. you know what you're getting into. I mean, if you were so fortunate to... And th- and that's kind of one of the things that kind of bugs me about out-of-town states uh, or, you know, out of, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. other states where it's like, you know, the draw system is almost exactly the same as residents. Like, that shit kind of bugs me. Yeah, it's it, different, it, man. But, you know, it's... it's it I took mean, me a while to wrap my head around like the preference point system, and I still don't have my head completely yeah, wrapped around it. I think it's cool. It. I know way more now, uh, way more about it now than I ever have. Um, I feel like it's necessary. It totally is. And if Illinois, you know why it's necessary. And the thing is, like, I tried to get you guys to do Colorado points. Did you do Colorado points? I did not. Did you do Colorado points, Steve? I think I did. No, you did not. I know you didn't because I did, and my dad did. And people that I know want a future hunt did. So what's going to happen is you guys didn't apply. And I like I set calendar invites. I was like, boys, we got a week. Apply. It's cheap now. They don't. They don't. They do it different. You can just buy preference points. You can build up those points. I did it. I got a year on you, motherfuckers. Now. Yeah. 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 Get in here. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Next. So <laughs> you know you can start building next year. Which you guys would still be in the race, you know, you'd still be with me. We still, yeah, be hunt. I, I will start it for Colorado. I'm picturing velvet muleys. I think it's so. That's what I'm picturing too. Five years, six years, but you know, there's it's all a good unit. There are other states that I guess it it all depends on what you want to go to. Because where is it? But my point Nebraska, is, is like, can go. I don't mind spending the money for something that I live to do and love to do that I want to do. Yeah, and, and, as he should. I mean, you should take your vacation around. I mean, we're, we're I don't care if I got to skip lunch for like 3 days. It's happening. Oh yeah, 3 days? I'll do that. Dude, oh. I I cannot miss Burger King days? 3 days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. Um, I should lose some weight. Chris Johnson, uh, loyal listener, always repping our gear. Every photo I see of this dude on social media. That guy's got girlfriend's beautiful and has an awesome blog, Chris is awesome. Allie yeah, Sunday's we blog. Just, we just podcasted with them guys just because his girlfriend was really good looking. Um, but they, That's they, the only reason. I thought, the only I thought Chris was a good dude. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I mean, well, you weren't right. looking at his right hand. No, no, uh, Chris is an awesome guy. We podcast with him at the <laughs> Iowa Classic. Uh, went out with them guys, had dinner. They're awesome. They're going to be at the shoot. That dude's hustling. Check out his... Uh, Page, he's got like yep. Chris Johnson outdoors. He's a good shot, man. He's going to win some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so he asked, scouting a new piece of land, how to differentiate between uh, night old travel routes and daytime trails. I'm not sure if that's even possible without a trail camera. This is all geared towards public land. I would say depends on where the trail trail lays on the ground. Get that thing that Clark had where it has a clock in the, the timer, trail the timer. timer trail. <laughs> I would say, yeah, trail cams are your best friend at that situation. Um, I mean, that's your only option, really. I yeah. Mean, I mean, at night, you can't go in there. The, the, the thing that I would look for, because you can't tell if a trail's being used at night or during the day. If you find a trail, you're like, well, here's a trail. Yeah. They are moving through here. Yeah. I would say, you know, it depends on the field, um, especially the time of year when deer are rubbing. You can see... What side of the rubs are, if there's a rub line, if that rub line is which side of the tree it's on. And you can tell if it's a trail leading to a cornfield, you can tell if that rub line, if the deer's making that rub line on the way out to the field or the way back into the timber from the field on what side of the tree the rubs are on. So you can really, and then scrapes even, you can see a lot on what's going on there just by uh, rubs on trees. Um, assuming you're buck hunting, that would be the best way to 
to find out. You know, maybe set a, the early season, maybe put a trail cam out, learn that trail, and then once the buck sign starts popping That's up. That's what I was thinking, too. Early season, put up a stand, maybe just, you, I mean, you can't yeah. hunt anything, but just sit there yeah. and just see what you see, but... Trail cameras are your best friend at that point, really. Yeah, you could set up an observation stand. Yeah, off like way off out where you don't expect to see a deer. I did it this year. Yeah, um, so I had a bunch of CRP property on a creek line. Mm-hmm. I set a stand up and got up in it and watch. Sometimes it's not bad to do that though. Just sit there and yeah. hang out and just see what comes by. You can do that. Sit out and watch. See what the deer are do it, doing, and then go in a certain time of day where you feel comfortable. You can get in. Hang a stand and hunt it right there. Boom. Yep. Hang and bang. Hang and bang. Hang and bang. Hang and bang. I've said like to myself like a couple – I was just doing something at work and just out of nowhere I was like, hang and bang. I just started laughing to myself. <laughs> and we I need to do a partner stuff. shirt with Danielle just called hang and bang. Hang and bang. I, I like it. We're doing that. Um Okay, this is a fun one. That's like Doug's opening line. Hey, you know, we can either hang and bang a stand or we can hang and bang. This is uh, Dwayne. Or just bang. Man, this is a hard <laughs> last name, but a cool one. Dwayne Remilliard. Start the podcast 15 lattes into the evening and just see where it goes. Well, we're working there, bro. Yeah, we've done that before. This shit doesn't work out. I don't think we should actually probably do that one. I don't okay. think we've ever actually done that. Just come in hot. This is a cool one. This is Dustin Brock. Come in hot. <laughs> Coming in hot. Coming real hot. <laughs> Dustin Brock. Archery in the school program. Uh, thoughts, comments, concerns. Should it be a school function or just an option to sign up through the school? Archery and shooting sports aren't for everyone, so would that just make it an after activity? School's not involved, or can it still be involved school related? You want me to go first? I've been going first on a lot of these. Yeah, no, I'll go first. Uh, here's the thing: so um, public schools are an absolute sham, and all they do is teach kids how to be left leaning. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, what, I don't what, disagree with you. Though. <laughs> what this uh, what this came from was um, some Marxist organization that uh, decided that uh, you know all kids had to be required to go and get their brains filled with mush. Um, oh, fuck yourself. Yeah, they were they were up in New York <laughs> and <clears throat> they're pulling away the um, the archery program. Which, I mean, half the half the people we've talked to that have made livings in the outdoors have like yeah half. All the people we've talked to that made living in the outdoors. Well, I'm saying have been like, you know, if it wasn't their parents, they were like, yeah, I got introduced to it. Maybe not half. A lot of them are like, yeah, we got introduced to archery in school or, you know, local Boy Scout camp or whatever. It's it's something that like I, I feel like if you take away, I, I feel like what's happening is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the uh, Illuminati. They're trying to crush our primal instincts to the point where we have to be so dependent on them. I'm just kidding. I think it's stupid as shit. To be honest I, with you, I, I, think, I, think, I think archery should be in school because, again, but going back to that kid yeah. that we talked about earlier yeah. that um, you know was autistic. But the thing is, it doesn't need to be. It doesn't have to be a requirement. No, it doesn't have to be a requirement. Like, no, I went it, to. It shouldn't be a. Re- nothing should be a requirement. Nothing I, in this yeah. world should be. Well, required. I didn't go to like a country school by at all. I went to like a, a a high school in the Quad Cities in the Iowa Illinois region that was in the cities, if you will. Like, the, not really a city, but it's the cities. And we had an. Uh, it was optional to take archery. There's a Burger King nearby there. Yeah, right next door. Um, you can. It was an option. You can take archery. If you want, in high school, but it, I think it, I think they should start archery programs, sixth grade, fifth grade, fourth grade, third. Absolutely, grade. it should be, but it should be optional. It should not be required. You can't I, I make don't, any kid do anything. It's yeah. got to be a want or an interest, and then. 
that's where you peak the interest, though. Like, think about how much growth that'd have if every because not every school has the NASP NASP no. National Archery Schools program. Mm-hmm. Not all schools have it, but if they did, just as an option, like band, they don't make you do band. That's an option you can do exactly. it. Exactly, and I did band, and I liked it. Check out a, like a, a bunch of schools up north. High school teams have hockey teams down here. Did you bass have fishing a, teams, man? Bass fishing team. Did you have a hockey team? No, I didn't have a hockey do, team. Do you play hockey now? No. Why not? I never. It was never handed to me. I mean, you play hockey. Well, there's a Quad City Blues, but I mean, there is all yeah. around general high. Those just a, yeah, but that's like it's it an external after yeah. activity. Yeah, but like, but I also did BMX racing. Did your school have, have a BMX team? No. It's just it was an interest that I got into early. But that's because every kid rides a bike. I just latched onto it a different way. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. We, you know that mitochondria is the powerhouse cell, right? You learned that in uh, mm-hmm. chemistry? Yeah, sure. What do you do chemistry-wise? Yeah, nothing. Oh, see, so they required you to do something, and you don't do it. Well, yeah, that's the problem with schools in general. But the, thing, the point is, yeah. if you start a kid early, like, oh, my kids will have a bow. Yeah. I'm not going to hit them hard on archery like, you need to practice your anchor point until they're, like, getting into that deer killing. I know they're like, well, you got a good practice is the best practice. Yeah, I'll start leaning them in that area. But I'm not going to be like, yo, don't anchor like that. I'm not going all archery talk on them. You know, I'm I'm, I'm – look, gonna- look at Matt Cummings. Perfect example. Kip broke his arm, and he's like, well, I still want to get out and hunt because he loved hunting. That came from archery, and obviously his old man. And what did he do? He took a, took a crossbow out with a broken arm, still wanted to get out there. And get after it. He still shoots his regular bow. I'll tell you this: the day that um, the day that Clark towed my vehicle back home <clears throat> after it broke down, we're hanging out there, and it's prime time. It's ready to go. It's like late October, and Matt's like hounding his mom. He's like, "Can you take me down there? Can you take me?" She's like, "All right, fine, I'll take you." He wanted to just go shoot his bow at whatever the local shop was because like he can key card in. And get there. It's like, dude, you can't. I don't. There's there's certain kids that'll be like, hey, I just want to do math as soon as I get home. I want to do this, but like giving no kid says that. Hey, no kid saying that. Well, my, my lady does, but giving kids She's from options, Canada, dude. It's America. Giving kids options is always a good thing. Archery, yeah. I believe, is a good thing. Throw everything you can at them, man. They'll find something they're awesome. Like some kids just aren't into archery. Yeah, and that's fine. You can't make them love it. Yeah, you can do everything you can to like teach them, the, and they can respect it. But it might not be something they latch onto. Exactly, I, dude. I played basketball. I still like playing basketball. I, st- I love basketball. I, I was my parents forced me to play basketball growing up. Think I wanted to play on a fucking team? Hell no. no. You can't beat me. Oh, dude, all day. Dog. Well, would, I'll Kerr I'll play fuck dog up Go- in basketball. I bet, dude. You want to play a game of basketball? Yeah, I do. Uh, okay, there's a there's a there's a basketball court right here in Sherrard. We're gonna film it. Doug's I, gonna, I'm about to film right. this month. Doug's. We're gonna do it live. Okay. We're gonna do it on live Facebook, dude. When I show up in all and one gear and Shaq shoes, dude, I'll do it in checkered Vans jeans and a working class boner t shirt and a killing cap. Bet, dude. I'm gonna have a sweatband with the NBA and I'm gonna have an armband. Bet. I'm gonna have a shoe. And then after we on. play that basketball, we're gonna box. You want to lose twice? But I get to in kick. one day. We're doing we're kickboxing, huh? You let me kick. How are you going to get a kick and when I throw one punch and knock you out? You tell me how that. Oh, because oh, your legs are because because you're convulsing. Okay, this is great. I like right. how Steve plays a big game on the mic. <laughs> Whatever, dog on the mic in front of the camera. Dude, you, it don't matter. You play golf, and I feel like I could still beat you in golf. Bullshit. I, I would love to see. That. I'm going to whoop your ass in golf. I would love to see that shit too. Okay, here's what we're going to do. 
we're gonna go to my dad's place. My dad lives near Naperville. Triathlon. Naperco. We're going. We're going to Top Golf, and we're gonna have a face off in Top Golf, the driving range. That's some shit you don't want. Okay. I mean, I mean, Let's you, do it. you probably want to fight me and play me bad, but you don't want. that. I'll buy you beers all night if you beat me. It's the it's a at Top Golf that's like three hundred dollars in beers. <laughs> yeah, Top Golf <laughs> a cheap. I tell you that. Hey, I heard they got a, like a really nice kitchen there. Is that true? Dude, the food's amazing. Yeah, the food's super. All right, good. so I get a nice meal, beer free beer, and I get to beat the fuck out of you, and then I'll fight you in the parking lot. How's that sound? Yeah, but if I beat you in the parking lot in that fight, you got to pay me all back for all everything I just yeah, fought you. Yeah, fuck, I just shot myself in the foot. And throw it up, throw it up, asterisks. <laughs> go head up with it one time. You want to go head up? I'll get up. All right, who gonna curl first? Um, Sean Polk, Polky. Updates on your elk hunt planning. Has Steve ever shot a buck? Has Steve paid you your $100? Um, elk hunting's going well. Steve doesn't hunt, and Steve has not paid me $100. Uh, we're getting prepped for the elk hunt. You're going to get knocked out. How's that sound? Yeah. Steve, you shoot a buck this year? You're going to buck this year? You're going to buck this year? You're going to buck buckless this year? Buckless Uber? We need to get that sound bit there. Yeah. That's the buckless Uber. Steve's struggling Steve, over here. Uh- I'm going to believe in you this year. I'm going to call it. You're going to get a buck this year. No. Steve's amateur hour over here. I'm gonna, we all know, even bro. If the, even if it's a spike, you're still, you're still going to get one. Dude, I'm going I'm to... Steve's s- amateur hour. We I'm all gonna, know I'm it. I'm going to smoke a button buck. How's that sound? Eh, I don't know about that. Nah. I, don't like, I don't like that. Let's have some compassion, for fuck's sake. You fucking asshole. Come on, man. They just stand around. Have <laughs> some have some fucking compassion. I'm going to kick your ass. Where's your compassion at? All right. Um... Uh, uh, <laughs> we got. I'm reading. Is that, um, is that Daniel Matthews? A, what did he say? There's some good tune, uh, good ones in here. Some good ones. April. Man, I wish I could say your last name. That's the coolest last name. Waku. Wilco, the band. W e k o o. Uh, QDMA, New York Snowflakes, Law Trying to Take Archer Out of School. Oh yeah, that's what I was talking about. Um, Maybe that's bullshit. We all know that. QDMA. Great program. I'm in support. Um, large bore air guns legality uh, for hunting. Usefulness proper season during muzzleloader and experience with use of 45 to 50 caliber. We're not gun hunters. I've killed I've killed a handful of deer with a muzzleloader. Uh, large bore air guns. I don't have any really experience with that. Nor do I. I've never shot one. I I don't know. I don't have an opinion because I I'm ignorant. I really never. Even- you agree? You guys agree that. with that? Yeah. I'm just, eh. I'm skip over Doug, you've never... Doug. Steve, you've never shot one. You've never hunted with one. You can't even comment on cal? Have you ever shot a 50-cal? 45-50-cal well, muzz, muzzleloader. Oh, no, no. Muzzleloader. You ignorant over here. Ignan, you ever shot a 50-cal rifle? Yeah. I have not. Oh, dude, that shit's something Fuck else. But I, I've killed a lot of deer with 50-cal muzzleloader. Um, <laughs> Fucker barks. I, you know, I actually like muzzleloaders quite a bit. I'm a fan of them. You know what I do like? Um... In Idaho, Steve Alderman's a guy I respect big time out of out of Idaho. He's with, uh, oh man, is it Antler Junkies? Yeah, go check out their uh, Facebook post. He was it's, just on it wearing our shirt. It's huge. Um, out there, I don't think he can't. You can, but he's a big dude for muzzleloaders with iron sights for mountain muleys, and that baller. that is super cool to me. That that's cool. I, I'm on board with that. Um, that would be cool, you know, to see, you know, shot like all. I mean. People don't put it in the work, so it sucks. His deer get wounded, but uh, you know that's some hardcore shit. Dude, I heard a, I heard a story. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast. His uh, his brother in law runs an outfitting service out of Nevada, 
uh, Mitch is the guy's name. His uh, his daughter went out, and it's it's super cool. I, I, if I can find the podcast, I'll show you. But like, yeah, she went out. Just call two, from Larry McCoy. We love you, Larry McCoy. Yeah. She took uh, two muzzle loaders out, you know, because you know, just uh, I think two muzzle loaders out and two, uh, you know, quick shots, and ended up killing a really nice elk. Just in, in Nevada, uh, and I, I don't know what the scope deal was, but dude, that's that's some baller shit. Yeah, it's and super what cool. what the deal was like, he had to leave her all alone, and she got the job done. Called it like hours later. It's like, hey, you need to come get me. We got to pack this thing out. Like that's, I don't know. I I feel like muzzle loaders are pretty close to archery. Because of the fact that you know you can't just pump like four slugs into yeah. this animal, you know you yeah. you have to you have to pick your shot. Well, the thing is, like muzzle loading, you can get into it like you can archery. It's a rabbit hole with the powders, and it's just it's a neat thing, man. I, I'm I like I'm on board with muzzle loaders. I'm all for muzzle loader. If if I do if I do pick up a gun, it is a muzzle loader. Yeah, for sure. I do carry a pistol now, by the way, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. So I saw that nice little holder you got. Yeah, I got it on me. I'm strapped. strapped. Got, the, got the gat. Um, Bradley Harden. Um, it, this is a good one. We'll start with Doug on this. We'll go with the far end of the studio. If you could use just one attractant, what would it be? Hmm. So attractant, we're talking. He's pretty vague. Yeah. Cologne, deer feed. Um, I'm gonna say food plots probably. Word. Yeah, I was going to say that. I, I was super, trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think. Of, it's super vague like the question, but we appreciate him for submitting that. Steve, Max Body Spray. I mean, what are we talking here? Are we talking attractive for ladies or bucks? I am bucks. I'm a fan of... You've uh, experienced in neither, so I mean, this is kind of like obsolete for you. I would say uh, attractant for uh, ladies would be uh, my charm, my uh, wittiness, my... <laughs> Your stench. Good looks. Terrible. I would say... Uh, <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I, I guess I would just uh, I would do that for both. Word, I like that. Okay. <laughs> um, what the hell, man? I tried to charm uh, this if book, he, if and I winked like, at it. Like scent wise, I winked at the some bitch. You know, like buck piss on a scrape. Yeah, it's always attractive applied in natural. Josh McDaniel ways. uses his own piss. For I, I also do. I pee in scrapes all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, it's so interesting to me. It's cool. Whatever. Hey, if you pee in a scrape and you go back to check it later, there's a bunch of ants. Uh, chances are you have diabetes. Yeah, we're. Oh, really? So I'll throw that out there. Daniel yeah. Matthews oh, stabilizers damn. and back bars on a hunting boat. Oh, uh, from Daniel Matthews Outdoors. I will tell you my setup. I run a 10 inch stabilizer on the front and an 8 inch at the back. Weight is your preference depending on your accessories and what feels right to you. I, I just, like a back bar though. I roll just the 8 inch front stabilizer. Thanks. And it's treating me just fast. Steve doesn't need to. Put um, yeah, I'm not going to have him make fun of me. Steve, what do you uh, got I have again? A, I have Daniel Matthews' uh, personal phone number, so you I have can a 20 inch out. radius stabilizer satellite on your bow. Yeah, I've got something. I got a garbage can, <laughs> garbage pail lid on my <laughs> bow. <laughs> okay, this is good. There's some fun. All right, preseason scouting. Um, we kind of covered that, like trail cams, light pressure. You know, you know, be smart about it. Um, do everything everyone on TV tells yeah, don't, you. Don't overdo it. Yeah, just get get in, get the information you need to get out. You know, if it's getting real close to season, 
Take it easy. You take it real easy. Be be conscious of your wind. You know, don't go in from some long distance scout and have a wrong yeah, wind. Roll up on your gator or <laughs> ranger and sitting there <laughs> so smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, it's going to bite you. <laughs> Just uh, over, overthink it in a way. Overthink it in a cautious way to where you know act like there's a 200 inch deer out there all the time. I guess that's the way people should be scouting. I like that. But some people are going di- to take it the wrong way and dive in too deep on a 200-inch deer and not know. Yeah. Um, Scott Clark, this is this is so great. How to become a WCB pro staffer. How many hashtags are needed? Um, you know what's funny? You need a lot of hashtags to be on our pro you gotta staff. you got to have a lot. It's got to be... If you over, if you think you overthought it, like there's too many, Push you're, it you're still wrong. You're still wrong. <laughs> you not still enough. haven't had enough. <laughs> um, no, we, talked, we talk about all the time and all honestly, we've never mentioned this. I don't know, Steve. We've talked about this quite a bit. Um, maybe doing some sort of not a I hate that word, but not a staff, but like a um, some sort of internal group that has insight. And let us know, guys, what you think of this. Like an internal group that has insight and control, or, or uh, first recommendation on guests and show topics and deeper insight they might have like the first dig on like hey this is the show's coming up this is uh here's what we're doing and certain things we have had two very different conversations and then we've also had the other is that what you're saying yeah yeah the other where we're like no this this is what i'm talking about bikini pics that didn't happen but then you know and we also talked about having a group of legit chicks that are like legit that need recognized HBICs. Is that what we call them? Yeah, the HBIC, the head bitch in charge. What's up? No, I don't think no, we call it. We that. had like two different names <laughs> for them. The it, I, we said on the last podcast with Danielle, bad bitches of working class bow hunter. <laughs> yeah, like working class bow hunter bad. Yeah, no, dude. Like I, I, honestly, I'm just, I'm just. It's a weird, talking a little trash. Yeah, we, it's a weird area, but it's like it, you want to get people involved. So we've got the OGs. The OGs uh, is always it, an exclusive it, thing. Nobody it, can join the OGs. Yeah, nobody can. Sorry. I remember TJ Unger wanted to once, but we got him in something else. But kind of that outer lane. I, I, you got to be a tough cookie to be in the OGs. Uh, and I've brought this Some up before. Some brutal shit rolls through the OG group. <laughs> More than you would think. But, like, because I, I, I've, I've broken it down to, like, mob families. It's like, all right, cool. You have the family. You have the associates, and you have the muscle. Yeah, you just, the it, but you know what I mean, though? Like, I don't it, want a pro staff, but I want to have, like, a family that's, like, in tight. Like, you, you put in your resume. Like, you got to be legit, more legit than Steve. Like, that's the line. Yeah, like, are you a real one? Like, Steve's the only guy that can have no idea what's going on, but still interview some of the best hunters in the world and be a part of it. I will say, if you have, like, <laughs> he's like plus a shit ton of money. Fund us and you can yeah, be a part. Yeah, you'd be a part right away. <laughs> a shit ton of um, a shit ton money. This is a cool name, Brent Van Horn. How heavy are your arrows, and what kind of broadheads do you shoot? Fixed, me- fixed mechanical, and how much grain? Um, Hundred grain broadheads. Um, last year, I shot the Slick Trick Raptor Tricks, the two blade expandables. I'm typically a fixed blade guy. Those uh, those broadheads kind of changed me. Um, Arrows, oh man, mine were four hundred and sixty grains, I believe. Yeah, four sixty. Yeah, four hundred sixty grains. I had to remember. I'm gonna say mine was probably five around five hundred. Now shooting uh, mechanicals. I'll be switching to slick tricks. I was shooting rages, but 
don't know. Slick tricks are just nice. I've just, I've seen them doing some work. What are you shooting, Steve? One sixty six. Currently, yeah. What are you shooting? One sixty six, right? Uh, I'm I'm switching up my whole uh, arrow setup. I will let you guys know soon. Um, I may be shooting. I'm, I'm going to shoot, shoot the uh, Raptor tricks for sure this year. Great head. Depends on how. Yeah. Okay. Why did you say it like that? <laughs> Great head. <laughs> Great broadhead. Depends on uh, depends on how they're shooting. I may yeah. bump that up to 125 grain broadhead. Um, just kind of going back to what we were talking about with Hoss. Some milk. I'm gonna need some almond milk. Get my protein, and then uh, don't, don't forget that. about your components. Your ethics archer. What are you doing? What are you doing, Kurt? Beer. You, doing? Just you need a beer, Kurt. Move along with it. Anyway, uh, I've got a new setup that I'm uh, rolling out here pretty quick that I will uh, be excited to let everybody know, else know about. I think this I'm year, excited about this year. We'll be shooting around what for? It'll be at the 500. So we'll you think so? Heavy. I might. You gonna be fucking whacking them? I might be kind of in that Smack. mid. Uh, I'm not gonna be shooting like Hoss heavy. Ask him that next time you talk to Hoss. Ask him how heavy his whole arrow setup is. Four four thousand grains, four hundred million grains. Shooting them rhinos, um, and shoulder blades, blasting through. <laughs> okay, there's one in here that I thought was funny, but we're not gonna actually answer. It was very vaguely asked. What was it? Um, <laughs> hold on, I gotta find it. I want. I I know what the question is off the top of my head. I just got to see who wrote it. I can't remember. Laurel Virgiano. Martin Hansen. Marry one, fuck one, kill one. Then ask the same question fifteen beers later. What are we asking about? About who? It's super vague. Oh yeah, because you just have to add, like normally they give you three individuals. To, yeah, we need the individuals we're talking about. Yeah, we. I didn't really actually want to do this. Uh, we're not doing it because we don't have the three individuals. I cannot just. Sit out here and say who I want to have intercourse with, who no, I want stop. to elope with, and who I want to oh, commit homicide uh, crimes with. <laughs> commit homicide crimes yeah, with. Probably skip over that one. Yeah, what is but it? if you could, Kurt, if you could kill one person, no, have intercourse with them, and then elope with them, who would you do? What? No, I'm out of this, man. Okay. Yeah, I'm well, going pa- to pass also. Pass. All right, here I go. <laughs> <laughs> you volunteer three All right, games. so uh, uh, elope with is uh, Janet Jackson. Um, what? Killed, Janet just, Jackson? You picked Janet Jackson. Yeah. God damn it. You know who I'd kill? I would kill Salt Linsky again because he's dead, so I can't legally get in trouble for that. Uh, so uh, intercourse or uh, uh, murder, elope. He needs some milk. I need some milk to think about who I will elope. Wink, wink. My girlfriend. Um, oh, nicely played. You like that? Boys, I think we're uh, we're wrapped up. We rambled. This was a fun studio podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was. No guests. Sometimes we have these goofy things. Oh, there is one thing we should talk about. Hmm. We should argue about. Oh, let's hear it. Scott Clark asked us to stir it up. <laughs> and then we're going to wrap it up. What do you ask? What he, dude, he's Canadian. Don't worry about him. Sasquatch. Mm. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, Steve. Say something. 100%. Let me get, let me get a beer for this. What? First off, let's let's retouch. Right. Doug, Sasquatch. He's real. They're out there. <laughs> they out there. They out there getting it. Real or fake, Steve? It, is that, it's like that's your argument about Sasquatch being real. Oh, you're going to try to lay some real facts on me? Okay, let's hear them. What, what, what would try to get me to believe in Sasquatch? You believe in Sasquatch, right? 
I, I believe there's a chance of Sasquatch. And you him. believe in Sasquatch? Okay. Why? Okay, let me spit some look at, you, look at you, look at him. Okay. I think that there's a possibility of, of a... Hand me a beer, too. What the fuck? I think there's a possibility of a live Sasquatch because I think people take for granted how much property and land and how vast the wilderness actually is. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Sasquatch, what everyone describes as Sasquatch, was a real thing at one point in history. That's You can't deny that. They're gigantic... Gigantic... I can't even say the word. Gigantic... Gigantic... That's a tough Gigana, one to say after... Gigantic... <laughs> yeah. We got it out there. So that thing was... <laughs> Great it, ape. It existed. So to, to say, if you went, if you flew over Alaska, or you flew over parts of, like, Canada in certain spots, or even, like, certain parts of, like, the mountains and the desert, to say that that's impossible, like... Yep, I'm going to discredit that. That's not even a thing. I know that it's not out there. It's kind of ignorant because you haven't been through all there. You haven't been through it. No one has. You know, there's certain places that are unexplored and untouched by humans. And even if you have been through there, it doesn't mean you're going to see it. I, I'm, what I'm saying is there's a very strong possibility. Yeah, okay. So you change what you changing your stance? No, <laughs> hell no. Your shit's weak. What do you believe in? Do you think? Why you do you? How do you, how do you feel that it does? Have, okay, hey, no, you, you say there's zero percent chance that that exists. Zero. Is there? You're saying there's? Just tell me yes or no. There's zero. I will give it zero. Yes or no? There's zero percent chance. Zero or yes or no? Zero. Yes. Oh, wait, no, hold on. No. <laughs> no. There is a one percent chance. Ooh, that's still kind no, of No, you know what? You know what? I'm going to give you, there's a, give you like, like, there's a 2% chance that there might be some Bigfoots roaming around somewhere. 2% chance. Why Why so low? What? What is your argument against it? Because here's the thing, dude. You've got I'm s- not saying there's some over here on the back 40 in Mercer County, Illinois, running around. I'm not saying <laughs> yeah, that. A, a whole I don't think that. No, here's here, here's my argument against it. Okay. Okay, hold on, and I got another argument against you too. When you say when you spit this, I can say it now if you want. Yeah, say it now. Say it now. Do you think there's mountain lions in Illinois where we're hunting right now? I know for a fact there Have is. Have you ever seen them? No, you fucking haven't. What? You haven't you haven't seen somebody one. posted something on Facebook? Of course I've seen it. So someone posted a picture of fucking Sasquatch on a oh. trail cam. Mm. You can't tell. Oh, it could be. It could be. There a is Sasquatch. no. There is no Sasquatch trail cam pics, dude. Find them. Let's see them. I'm not saying they're legit, but I'm saying there's like. There are. There's not that many. There's though. some that could be. You think so? Yeah, I, dude. I run. I ran tw- almost twenty trail cams last year. I didn't have a picture of any cats. Not even bobcats. But I know they're around. Did you have any sasquatches? No, but I just said that I don't think there's sasquatches in the back forty of Mercer County. Well, why wouldn't there be? I think I just don't feel like there's enough land, and I don't feel like this is where they would thrive. I think if yeah, I'm not saying that I there's think they would thrive. I'm not saying in- yeah, I'm not saying there's a million bigfoots. No, but how? But, but like. Uh, how many animals out there, like the silverback gorillas, like we found those motherfuckers and we see what they do. Like we've got video of them mate. Like we know there was some yeah, they just found a to- gigantic chimp like this year, like last year in the, in the Amazon. They just found like, yeah, not too long ago, a tribe that no one's ever even know of. Yeah, they always do. But like, look, look, so there look can't at be this. a big What I'm saying is there's there? still a chance. It's not. Yeah, it's you a two percent chance. You, but the thing is, like you're saying that there is a chance. The thing is, do you feel like someone could find a T Rex on 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 the Earth right now? Is that possible? Inside the Earth, I believe they can. No, a live T Rex. 
inside the earth. Yeah, when you alive, go to that hole. Alive. I'm telling living. you. When you go to Antarctica where you can't look at and you go inside the earth. You think there's one living in frozen earth? It's not frozen. You're trying dude. to go Jurassic that, Park that shit, on us, right? No, okay, so you, just, you just ruined all your credibility and your argument in this. So, hey, hey, look, there's more. A live T-Rex or a live dinosaur that it, that existed at one point. Yeah, just it's like, like dinosaurs like fucking alligators. No. Ex- Hi, but, but let me ask you this. Why would Sasquatch, like, all right, so Sasquatch existed thousands of years ago. Like, like we agree that Gigantopithecus. Gigantopithecus just say, like, dinosaurs. They're both extinct there. But Gigantopithecus existed. Why would Gigantopithecus be exactly the same after thousands of I'm years? I'm saying it is. Do you think they were the perfect predator because now they know that even with technology, they can still elude us? No, I'm not, and say- that's how they I'm not saying that. I'm saying it might not be the same. It could be, like, a subspecies. But I'm saying that it could live in. I'm not saying like they're in the the, the lower forty or the lower forty eight, and they're running around and the, like they're not in. I don't believe that there's like I, I don't know how I have to say. It you don't think there's one running around Moline, Illinois? No, I don't. <laughs> I think it's vast areas. Where like, do you think these some bitches live? Like Siberia, I might give you Siberia. Yeah, like Russia, crazy parts of Russia, yeah, there's Alaska. Giant, there's giant fucking monkeys. Northern will, parts yeah. of Canada. I, I will say there's giant fucking monkeys out there, but to have these. What they describe as incredibly smart. Well, that's a, that's all like speculation. Nobody oh, actually okay. knows that Dude, shit. Because that's you why. can't put that on me though. When you're we haven't found a dead fucking body. Me? We, no one. No one's found a dead body of a Sasquatch. I I don't know. You say there's a fucking Bigfoot somewhere. You ever found a dead body of uh, or uh, of a, a T Rex? No, you fucking haven't. Because we don't go one. under the Earth crust. We can't go there. Because When's the last the Russians- time you were in the vast wilderness of Alaska? Fucking never. I never was. Over the radio waves, I might be there, and but... you never will. Our okay, arguments but, but, are the same at this point, Yeah, but, but look at where all the sightings are. Hey, let me ask you this, though. Do you yeah, believe- but you're, you're asking meth heads from fucking Matherville, <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> yeah, dude. Six fingers. You know? <laughs> yeah, beautiful hair. If, if, you, if you said that there was a Bigfoot around, some dude's going to do meth and be like, dude... Or a Bigfoot. I keep seeing Bigfoot and T-Rex mixed up. So <laughs> dude, I saw Bigfoot. I saw T-Rex. Yesterday. I bet you... Dude, we should start an experiment for the podcast. I'm going to make some fake footprints. I guarantee it. I could be like, I found some footprints... I found a, I found a T Rex footprint. There's a T Rex out here. You'll Three weeks from now, you'll have it. You'll so have some fast. meth head from Matherville on the news. Yeah, so and then, he saw that, a T Rex walking through his timber. Dude, that <laughs> it's the same shit, dude. People are dumb. Like, so, like, like I was drinking, su- dude. I was yeah. drinking pseudo Sue all night. All right, let me you get, get my point there, though. People are dumb. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah, and people are dumb, but they're. But let me ask you this: just to see where we sit, do you believe? In aliens. Yeah. Do you believe in aliens? Hell yeah. Do you believe that aliens came and built pyramids and shit? Like, I wouldn't say that it's impossible. Okay. So you wouldn't say it's impossible. That's why I'm giving you the Bigfoot. But the thing with me is like, okay, because I know there's people who are like, yeah, but All right, let, me ask, let me ask you a question. Do you believe that this whole Nessie, the sea monster, is a real thing? Or a lake monster or whatever the fuck? Do you believe in that more than a Bigfoot? I Here's the thing, no. You don't believe in it at all? I would say there's a better chance of a sea monster than there That's is a, a Bigfoot. Here's a, but here's that. the thing, here's the thing. Instead if you of Lake Nessie, I'd say more of a sea monster. No, right. if you've ever seen the Loch Ness, it, it's a Loch Ness and it's it's only about 2 miles wide but it's 14 miles long. The thing with that is, dude, that shit is so isolated. Like, everybody 
everybody knows. That's why maybe that Bigfoot still gets. I I give Nessie a half a percent a chance of being around because it's deep. It's deep as shit too. I, I can't the remember. Is, how deep I, it is. I feel like you're the wrong person to talk to because you've seen my timber and you freak out about. Oh, it's the thickest timber I've ever been in. It shows your lack of like knowledge for like how vast certain like pieces like of property can be yeah. like. But I'm like, telling you, you, you ever like, been on three thousand acres of timber? It's crazy. It just goes. It's a ton of well, timber. But, 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 all right, no, let me, let me put this on there because the Loch Ness, again, two miles wide, just like the Mississippi River. Do you believe that? Uh, so, so we'll say the Mississippi River. Do you believe that bull sharks, which have been known to come up in freshwater, are in our area, which is the Quad City area? I literally have zero experience with any of that. Like, I wouldn't be able to be like, it's impossible. There has been a report that they were in St. Louis. I would have zero input on that at all because I know okay. nothing about water. So, like, bull sharks, again, the same. I know what it's like to be turned around in a lot of timber and yeah. be like, oh, shit. Like, you know, I'm fucked right now. All right, but let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. That's all right. Let's say, let's say Bigfoot. Thanks, Scott exist. Clark. Way to go, Scott. You Canadian, you. Let's say Bigfoot does exist. Let's break this shit down. How many big feet are in this? Uh, is say say Bigfoot does exist in because there's been sightings in Illinois. Um, let's go more north where it's more rural. Uh, let's go northern Canada. So there's Bigfoot that's there. How many do you think exist? Do they Man, travel in packs? Because no, like um, I would say no, not I wouldn't say like not like a caribou. Obviously, <laughs> I mean how many? I would do you, say. Uh, how many do you think? If are I around? had to take a guess, like if you're talking like northern Canada up into Alaska and then like the northern parts of Russia mm-hmm. all together, man, that's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know. But I would say it. I don't know how. How'd you even base your guess off of though? You know. Okay, I, but I would say that's a lot of area, man. It is a lot. Of I'd say three hundred. Three hundred. Okay, throw so, out a number, dude. I don't know. I'm no, that's biologist. fine. But let's 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 bring that back down here. Um, three hundred and all that is not a lot. Three hundred yeah, deer it's throughout not, there. You've never not, seen a deer. Yeah, exactly. You but know what let, I mean? let, let's bring it back down to Florida and the southern states where they're pretty frequent. Which, by the way, meth use is pretty high there. Just wanted to throw that out there. Give for me some of that shit. That's not about everybody. <laughs> um, Bigfoot's everywhere. Here's the thing, and he does I, exist. <laughs> I, will, I will play the devil's advocate. All these photos, it's always been Bigfoot. What about a baby Bigfoot? Nobody's ever seen that. Yeah, to be dude, there's, there, a, there's like video and, and clips of that. Of bullshit. Like, of I baby swear Bigfoot. to fucking God, when we get over this podcast, I'll, we'll pull some shit. All right, well, blow your to, mind. To be cool. fair, I've never seen a, a video or a picture of a baby pigeon. So, I mean, I left it open like that. Yeah, I hear you. But, dude, they've, you know, even in well-populated areas such as Florida, and no carcass it's is Florida, found. bro. <laughs> dude, what do you think they did? Dude? Hey, man, Meth. I got the, I got the, dude, I got this Meth big and Bigfoot go hand in hand, bro. Do you think there's, so you think there's some he had meth six head. fingers on each hand. You think there's some meth head he who's rolling around. Yeah, You think there's hair. some meth head rolling around in his Astro van with Bigfoot Z covers because he found some dead critter. In <laughs> Probably, and just never realized to report it. Yeah. Dude, he brings all his I feel l- like that's more possible <laughs> than, than we think. I found that old swamp critter out there, and 
He looked warm and he had beautiful hair, so I made Silverado seat covers out of him. <laughs> he wasn't an alligator, but my bitch. <laughs> my bed sheets have never been warmer. My before. bench seats needed a little <laughs> extra. Like, dude, can you imagine? There's four, some meth. four day meth binge, and I came off and <laughs> dude, there's some meth head rolling around with Sasquatch. There's some DNA. dude who found a dog hit by a car and made seat covers out and thought it was a Bigfoot. That oh, for sure, for sure, dude, it's oh, in a Chevy Cheyenne right now. Guaranteed. All right, that does it this week for the Working <laughs> Glass Boner podcast. <laughs> Do you think they got like fingers or wind chimes? <laughs> Should we just close her out hard on the people? Oh, good God, get out of here! Yeah. What are you doing? Probably should. God, don't ever let us loose in the studio. Oof. All right, guys. We'll be back with more education and knowledge next week. I'll give you a sneak peek. No, I won't give you a sneak peek. It's a surprise. It'll be more educational than this one. We're having fun in the studio. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks for sticking with us. We love you. Go shoot your bow. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.